We were doing the we were doing a bit before we started recording that was it's just Norm McDonald in the metamorphosis. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm a bug. Yeah, I'm a fucking giant bug. Ah oh, Jesus. Uh, at least I got this cool uh, bug cock. Yeah, what's the deal with these uh, six legs, huh? <laughs> you know? Tell you what, uh, uh, something's really bugging me this morning. <laughs> <laughs> so get that uh, hot sister over here throwing apple at my ass, huh? <laughs> that's in the that's in the metamorphosis. Oh, is it? His, Somebody, his dad throws an apple at him, and it embeds in his uh, bug. I bug got juice. a regular uh, 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 poetry professor over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And this guy, he, you know, uh, I was talking to Ben the other day. He actually told me uh, he he went like this. He goes six million. And I was like, uh, yeah. Yeah, you seen that movie, uh, Ants? It's uh, Woody Allen is an ant, and then he fucks this little baby Chinese ant mm-hmm. that was his daughter. Mm-hmm. Hey, remember uh, remember the movie uh, Bees? <laughs> a bee movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a guy is trying to fuck a full-grown lady. You know? uh, really got I, I woke up as a bug. Uh, uh, too bad my old lady's an exterminator. <laughs> you know, it could have been worse. I could have, I could have woke up from frightful dreams to realize I was Adam Egan. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, hey, if I look down though, my cock's about the same size. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing I don't tell you about a bug cock uh, is it's uh, not good. Yeah, it's uh, it's gross. <laughs> Did I ever tell you guys a story? Uh, uh, you guys know the great Scott Blacks, right? Of course, the yeah. writer for Norm Macdonald writes Live. for a lot of Norm's jokes. Yeah, our, our very on the own show. Scott Black on the show. Yeah, Scott is uh, actually a friend of ours. I wonder how, what he's doing these days. Should have him on the show. He's probably dead by now. <laughs> by the way, uh, Crick and them guys want to uh, Crick and Nick want to do a, a Crick crossover with uh, Coward Hour. Tell them to stop freeloading off of our <laughs> wide fan base. Yeah. <laughs> bastards yeah there are very few podcasts i'd consider doing a crossover with right now uh sam harris is one of them of course i'd consider it uh we would well we would do the fighter and the kid crossover Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. i Mm -hmm. wouldn't do it a month ago but now i'll do it yeah i want to do uh um gosh dang it what's that uh guy he's brilliant and he's really nice to girls Keith and the girl? No, no, no. Uh, uh, Chris D'Elia. <laughs> we, we should get him on. It, we'll call it uh, Congratulations. You're a sex offender. <laughs> Is pedophilia that bad? Let's break it down. Okay, honestly. Let, let's, let's get into it. Let's get into it, folks. Right <laughs> four, after this. Four hours later, we have to delete the podcast. Nervousness will unleash typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. If this gonna be that kind of party, I'm gonna take my dick to the bank. Oh, God! They're gonna know I'm dumb. Welcome to Brain Jail, y'all. Hey, hey, I got big juicy titties. Yeah, I'm a girl. I'm Satan, and I'm a girl. Hey, I, I want to get my titties sucked. Oh, damn. Because I got uh, jittery assignment surgery down here in hell. Hey, <laughs> I got a pussy now, and I want to get fucked yeah. in it. I want some gross Craigslist guy to fuck me in my van. I want to get fucked in the van. I get cum all up in my, in my pussy, which is... <laughs> 
which is all wet because <laughs> yeah. it's a girl's I like, I like the idea of, of <laughs> Satan trying to trying to get fucked in hell but yeah. nobody will fuck him well, alright who wants to fuck Satan y'all I got a fresh pussy <laughs> I, got some, I got some new titties for y'all but, no, but, but everybody's still being polite about it they're like you know what I'm, I just fucked alright that's fine Yeah, they're very, right, who, who wants to get fucked though you can fuck me and my pussy I got a pussy now. You know, saying I think I'm late to get my balls hit with a hammer. All right, that's cool. But anybody <laughs> else want to fuck? Who wants to fuck old Satan? I feel <laughs> like I'm obligated to fuck Satan. You know, I don't want to look like a bad guy here in hell. Well, come on, baby. I got a nice meat pie for you right here. It's nice and warm, baby. Uh, I'll do it. Jesus. Here we go, mm, baby. <laughs> You want Satan's beaver? You want to lick Satan's beaver, huh? <laughs> it's so mm-hmm. rough. <laughs> I got, they made me a clit down there and everything. Oh, gross. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome to Brain Jail. That's the voice of, of woke Satan there. He uh, He's very woke, but he also is the devil himself. But we like him. He's a girl now. <laughs> yeah, he's a she, girl. She, yeah, dang it. I'm so sorry. Oh, she's a girl. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Piece of shit. Uh... Well, I'm Kevin Ting, and that's Benjamin Allen Avery and his brother, his big bro, Jace Wayne Avery. Hey. Jace does the drawings, Ben does the fucking, and I do the commentary. Mm-hmm. I also do the sucking. Yeah. I only suck. You I won't fuck. I'll suck you off, but you got to fuck him. I have a business card that says Jace Avery only sucks. No fuck. <laughs> no fucks. <laughs> uh, well, welcome to Brain Jail, a podcast, uh, podcast of three uh, ex-church-obsessed uh, boys who used to get on stage and tell everybody, you know, that the uh, Lord was there for him and that uh, he died on a cross for your sins so you don't have to be perfect and uh, grace and forgiveness and all that stuff. And then um, uh, lost all hope, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and uh, had to unlearn something. Yeah, had to unlearn something. Still haven't unlearned how to uh, basically feel bad all the time. And uh, that's, you know what? I think I basically so, uh, escaped it. Yeah, well, fuck you then. I've got eight hours of sleep for two days in a row, and I uh, depression isn't real anymore. Oh, gosh. Well, if you're uh, suffering with depression, send us an email at brainjailpod at gmail.com. Yeah. Stop being gay. Yeah, stop being gay. Uh, if you like the podcast, if there's if uh, if you feel like I got to give back to these boys, uh, you can throw us five bucks a month over at our OnlyFans, and uh, you can watch a couple of exclusive episodes over there, and uh, we'll be posting some uh, just random pictures and, and shit over there. Didn't want to, didn't want to, you know, take away some of the brilliant audio from our main audience because the big chunk of our audience did not go to OnlyFans. They decided, no, I'm just going to keep listening for free, which is uh, you know is is just fine. We're not bitter. I'm not pissed off at you. I don't want to fucking end my life. I didn't you know practice making nooses and Boy Scouts for mm-hmm. any particular reason, mm-hmm. and uh, I just wanted to get my rope badge. You know what I mean? My rope tying badge. I just wanted some extra money for chunkies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to buy a big box of chunkies off this candy website because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you can't find a chunky anywhere in town. When Ben These says days. chunkies, he's referring Back to a COVID. overweight child. Mm-hmm. 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 Before COVID, you could find a chunky just about in any store. You could buy a chunky on the street. Distribution. Yeah, you could go to one of those Mexican uh, fruit vendors, ask him for a chunky. He'd just mm. pull one out of his pocket. Mm. Yeah, it'd be all hot and melted, but you could still eat it. I, mm. I, this isn't racist because it's a fact. Yeah, just every Mexican has a chunky just bar in his. Pocket. Tear a little bit of the corner and squeeze pocket. the chocolate and peanuts into your mouth, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like a right. fresh dog shit. Well, if you want to uh, send us an email, send it to a brainjailpod at gmail.com and uh, go over to iTunes, leave us a five star review. Uh, that is totally free to do it takes very short amount of time it's a way for you to express your creativity and uh uh you know that you're also an idiot which we need to know because we feel alone you know in this world 
Ben just sits around in his uh, homemade tie-dye shirts that he, you know, gets for $60 or whatever and grows his mustache out, tries to not look at child pornography, keeps signing up for the DSA and I, then backing out. I'm the actively last trying not to look at child <laughs> pornography. You're like going to meetings. I'm yeah. smoking cigarettes. Yeah. And walking in a circle <clears throat> in my backyard. You're doing the 12 steps. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's written on your mirror. Don't look at child pornography. It's on your, uh, it's a tattoo like in uh, memento, but in reverse on your chest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to everybody you've ever wronged in your life and you're apologizing, but also having to explain. You're like, listen, I was addicted to child pornography. I'm going to AA. I'm on the eighth step. I got it. I'm sorry that I stole your child and fucked him. I like the but idea. This is my, I need you to forgive me so I can be, you know, a better person. For is now pedophilia on. that bad? I don't want, I want to do this bit. I mean, because the funny part is me going, no, it's great. And then the real part is me going, hey, I got kids. Don't. And then, but, uh, you so, know, some kid, like some kids, it depends on the kid's life. If the kid has like big juicy tits, I don't know. <laughs> I just think everything. Uh, Kevin always says we need to look at the individual, so we can't just bl- make a blanket statement saying all child molestation. Well, there bad. is a real thing. We've I think I, we've I, talked I, about this before. There is a thing in the. I have so many I'm points li- to make. I'm looking at and the yet individual. I can't Kevin. make them because <laughs> then I'm tired. I'm like, yeah, a lot of good things come out of pain, you know. It's, uh, <laughs> you got to look on the bright side. Uh, but it's yeah no I know it's it's you know it's not good. But there is a thing in the in the gay community, for example, that's like, you know like a an older man will usually help a younger gay man Thank who's you, Jace. sometimes underage kind of come out of the closet. Thank yeah, he you, sucks Jace. his dick. And I'm stuff. helping Timmy out of the closet. <laughs> like call I'm me doing. by your name or something like yeah. that. Like the kid in that is fucking eleven years old, and then Army Hammer plays a fifty five year old man. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's beautiful. It is beautiful. I think it's a beautiful Can we get down experience. To- Officer, I was oh. helping him discover his homosexuality. Oh, that's your version of an officer and a gentleman. You, no, it's a, is it, the end of the movie is Richard Gere's walking into a sweatshop and mm-hmm. picking up a little eleven-year-old boy and then carrying him out. He, no, it's a it's an old man who gets caught molesting a ten-year-old, mm. and then he goes, "I was just trying to help him discover himself." <laughs> and many officer, you're being homophobic. It's not your fault. You don't understand. Many times as a gay man, what I will do is I will go and find a young boy and I'll touch yeah. his ding dong to help yeah. him. The cops taking notes in his little pad. Right. Yeah. Anytime I'm <laughs> helping him. Anytime I'm getting arrested for fucking an underage kid, I go a cab fucker pig. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> fuck cops. Yeah. Fuck yeah dude. Never forget. <laughs> yeah, I'm an Antifa and I'm a pedophile. <laughs> yeah, the Antifa pedophile. Yeah. Which Kyle Rittenhouse did. One of the guys he shot in the head was a was a pedophile, which is not a fact you shouldn't necessarily be saying out loud to a lot of people, you know, is it was that it he's uh, a pedophile? Well, was it, I mean, it seems like a, a weird justification. If you it's say only it a justification, it, if it was motive, uh, supposedly the guy with the skateboard was like a, a scumbag, too. Oh, OK. Well, he deserved to get shot in the head. <laughs> well, no, that guy got shot in the abdomen and died. Oh, OK. Did well, he, he deserved that, too. What? I, I keep, why am I doing riffs on this? It's too serious. All right, let's change the subject for I'm riffing. I go, do a six pack. He let, got shot in the abdomen. Let's change. Let's, Did he have a six pack? Look, look, we don't have to talk about this hero who shot a pedophile on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to talk about this brave young boy mm-hmm. was it, who was just demanding it, justice. Was it motive? No, no, no. It was like, I think it was he. Well, first off, he went from a state over. If, to, I, if, if he was molested by the guy. Kyle Rittenhouse? Yes. 
then I would be I like, smell oh. a sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> the odd couple. He's a gay man in Antifa who's a pedophile. He's a 16-year-old boy who wants to shoot black people. <laughs> here's, here's, so he walks into an environment with a gun, maybe hoping something happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He, he drew a line in the sand. Right. And a pedophile walked across it. He drew a line in the sand and then another line and then four more lines. And you look down and it's a swastika that he drew. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but let's let's change the subject because this is a hot button issue. I even got in trouble by one of our listeners for making a joke about uh, the guy getting shot by a pedophile. Sure, <laughs> sure, good. He was like, "I hope you're not defending that that kid." I'm like, "Every everyone's retarded." Like most people, are I know. Just but retards. when you say when you say the guy that Kyle Ranhaus shot was a pedophile, I I. I don't even understand what you're trying to make. <laughs> yeah, what, because it only what? comes off as like, hey, maybe he was justified. It's what if you found out that on flight 93, everyone was a pedophile. <laughs> you go, it's bad that it crashed, mm-hmm. but like it, like maybe like so the whole let's all- roll and everything. It's like I don't know. Is I like. ISIS is and Al Qaeda is bad, mm-hmm, right? But mm-hmm. everyone on Flight 93 was a child molester, right? So it's like I don't know. Was this a god thing? Maybe like <laughs> it's a did, god thing. did was was Kyle Rittenhouse uh, a, a channel for the Lord? Mm-hmm. You're giving this <laughs> testimony in front of the baptismal <laughs> right. pool. And, and here's like, the thing: you're oh, dying. Nine eleven. You're and, dying on a hill that's so small it's not even a hill anymore. Yeah, it's an island. It's you're four. Dying, it's four rocks. You're, that dying, you're dying in a, on top in a of. shallow grave. <laughs> <laughs> How so? Let's do, let's do change the subject because people get pretty upset if you uh, talk about uh, pedophiles. Getting yes, yeah. let's let's, let's change the me. subject. <laughs> hey man, you better not think it's good a pedophile. Look, I thought it was funny. A pedophile got his head blown off by a little kid wearing Crocs who loves cops. Hey, mm-hmm. it, it is funny, funny that he was wearing. Paper. It is funny that he was wearing Crocs. He's like a a total fucking chud do you have your uh, bachelor's degree in changing the subject because you're good okay i was here's what i want you're to, good at this here's what i wanted to ask you guys and i thought this would be a fun <laughs> game to play four inches okay but go uh, on <laughs> uh what celebrities do you think do anal and uh, i'm talking about straight celebrities here i'm gonna I'm, i got the i got the perfect answer for this i I fucking know. I have one locked in. Okay. I think I have a good uh, one too. Let's bring in Beetlejuice uh, and see what he thinks. Paul From the Howard Stern dude, show. Yes. <laughs> Number one at the top of hey, the I'll list. Hey, I tell you, man. Like uh, I, you, I put a million dollars on this. Paula Dean only does anal. Only does anal. Only does anal. <laughs> Hi, y'all. Does a lot of anal. Right, but that's because she's too fat to reach her pussy. My, <laughs> my baby's done flipped up my pussy, so you gotta put it in the back door, pumpkin. Sorry. Dude, you know she gets like just fucked raw in the ass. Oh, yeah. In the later years. What? Sure, yeah. <laughs> this is what you're changing this subject what? to. Who gets fucked in the ass? Yeah, Paula Dean. I will. I will turn it on you, Ben. Have you ever done the uh, the old backdoor action, huh? On my own ass? Yeah, I've got ever... fucked in the ass a couple times. <laughs> uh huh. Jace, have I ever got fucked in the ass? Yeah. Oh yeah, many times. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. I am still a. You, I wear. I put a little veil in the ass. I wear a veil over my little asshole. It's still pure. You know, it's uh, it's uh, and someday if the right guy comes, oh, along, like a nun's thing, that will like be a, a like a, like on a wedding. Like I'll have my father come and like it'll be the guy will be there and my dad will lift the veil. He's walking your asshole down the aisle. He'll kiss me on the side of the left cheek, you know, mm-hmm. and then he'll be like, he'll be like, be good to him, mm-hmm. treat him, treat him special. And then a guy will <laughs> step on a piece of glass and then start mm-hmm. fucking you in the mm-hmm. ass. Gosh, I I love this style of humor. 
so much. Uh, it's great. That will be the new. <laughs> you shit the ring out of your ass, yeah, and then put it on your wife's finger. That's right. No, I put it on my own cock. <laughs> you have to. You have to wear a cock ring mm-hmm. if that's what's happening. Do you know some guys can put their cock up their own ass? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Most. Yeah, I, I can, some guys I, can yeah. bend their cock upside down and twist it around and shove it up their ass. Yeah, you guys ever? Uh, Which is kind of like the perfect uh, setup. When you guys, uh, the perfect crime. If you have an erection, do you guys ever <laughs> just see how far you can bend it to either side? Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah. I just try to really stretch it out. <laughs> yeah, <you know? laughs> really pull on it, Kevin. Which can bust it in half? Does yours mine? Mine curves like a gopher's tooth. Where it like you I'm mean a beaver? Like if a beaver's tooth. tooth. A beaver's tooth. Yeah. Mine. Mine Where looks like a beaver's tail. If I wasn't like careful, my tail. dick would grow into the side of my leg. Right. If I you stop. If you stopped getting mm-hmm. pussy, your dick would grow into your own mm-hmm. brain. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. Yeah. I got. I had a. I had a buddy uh, in college. He, was, he had a huge hook on that thing. Man, it looked like a hockey stick. You guys called him Captain Hook, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. I told mm-hmm. you guys because he was also in the Navy. No, I, he wishes. <laughs> you put that thing to use. Tie some uh, big. <clears throat> I don't know, naval rope around it. <laughs> naval <something>. rope. <laughs> yeah, use it to, uh, when they dock, you know, right. with those gargant, the huge, the huge aircraft yeah. carriers. Like the just, width of a man's arm. They'd, yeah. have, he'd, he'd, they'd, they'd uh, strap him down to a table and then just throw his cock on the land. Mm-hmm. And then the people would start, they'd wrap it around with their special <laughs> navy. And then, you know, they crank it. Yeah, the crank, it, yeah. They crank yeah. it out. Mm-hmm. And then I'd uh, be like, uh, uh, Chief, we all done here? We all done here? Can I unwrap my cock from the dock? You think only gay guys would be in the Navy? Because if I was a gay guy and I heard about the Navy. What is happening? If, if I was a gay guy and I heard about the Navy, I'd be like, uh, I love my country. You know what I mean? <laughs> God bless the flag. Honey, you're telling me I'm 20,000 leagues under the sea trapped with 20 men? <laughs> I'd pay you to do it. <laughs> I feel like you should play the song in the Navy. Uh, honey, you just sunk my battleship. <laughs> I'm like, uh, Sergeant, why are you sticking your dick up your own ass? It's the perfect crime. <laughs> the perfect crime. There's no victims. I get fucked in the ass, and also I get to fucking ass. Crisscross. 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 Strangers on a train. Yeah. Here's what's going to happen. I am going to suck your dick. And then you suck mine, and then we both come. Crisscross. 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 Scratch, scratch, neighbor. <laughs> you scratch mine. Throw, scratch throw pussy from a train. Yeah, throw pussy from the train. Yeah, they yeah. throw all the women off the train and have gay sex with all the men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the stranger on a train. Uh, it's where you send your hand and jerk off on train. Oh, I didn't tell you guys. Uh, Disney's actually looking uh, to pick us up. <laughs> <laughs> Because we're so anti-Jewish on the podcast. Yes. They heard Ben's rants, and they're like, you're perfect. These are the kind of guys we want to have their heads in jars, (laughs) and uh, we need to study this, and we want your podcast. Isn't it funny Walt Disney's head is cut off and frozen somewhere? It is weird. His weird 1940s head with the stupid mustache on it. Yeah, but he's the one who's going to be walking around with robot legs or whatever, you know. Yeah, potentially. Who's laughing then through Mm -hmm. the robot voice box? (laughs) Yeah. You think he I, got his cock uh, frozen too? No, 
I know that they do. Sure. They do cut your cock off. Yeah, is that true? Mm-hmm. And they eat it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a real thing that they do. It's all. It's all in the uh, folder about uh, cryo. Yeah, cryogenics. Yeah, yeah cryogenics. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Mm. If ben, well, ben would probably be more into gyogenics. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, bitch. Yeah, because uh, you're gay. Yeah, fuck you, bitch. Gyogenics. Yeah, yeah. Because it's about guys. So I just get frozen in a bunch of cum. <laughs> yes. That I'm down for. It would yeah. be funny if you sunk millions and millions of dollars into research, and uh, they're like, uh, "You're like, I can't get, I don't understand." And they're they're like, "Well, I noticed that all your samples here are uh, actually uh, frozen in cum. Is there any reason for that?" And you're like, "It has to be in cum. <laughs> it has to be." They're like, "Well, maybe you could just change it. Like, get the fuck out of my office. <laughs> get out of my laboratory right now." <laughs> Sir, this is a PF Chang's kitchen that you work at. <laughs> By the way, uh, did you guys uh, did you guys listen to the the episode we did last week? No, I didn't. I did a lot of editing. I edited a lot of stuff. Yeah, out. we had to edit some names out. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Ed- I didn't edit out. I just. I just morphed them. Did you know what PF Chang stands for? Penis fart. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what I was gonna say. <laughs> Penis fart Chang. I thought it was pussy fucker. Pussy fucker Chang. Yeah, that was my. Uh, that was Ooh, welcome to pussy fucker Chang. Yeah, the number one pimp in all of Japan. Ba boot. <laughs> Man, I'd love to go to Hibachi Grill. I would and, love a Hibachi Grill right just, now. It's just a Japanese guy with a big chef's hat on. He's completely naked, and he's just like fucking, just smoking weed. You know. I think you just, just want to go to a Chinese drug dealer's <laughs> house. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just want to. I can't wait till this COVID he's, stuff over so I can go to one of those hibachi grills and sneeze on it. You know what I mean? Be like, thank God COVID's over. Am he, I right, folks? He's uh, flipping up the shrimp and my wife's catching it in her pussy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Yep. That's yep, right. That's yep. right. Yep. That's Everything gotta, is pussy. It's got to be the way to go. It's got to be it. Yeah. I do remember when I was a kid. Ben will remember this story, too. We were in New York. And we were with our, our rich relatives, and we we're like these country bumpkins. Yeah. And we go to the Benihana in. Oh, first like, time I had sushi in my life. Yeah, first time we had sushi, we go to the Benihana in New York. I'm like 12. Benny what? Benihana. Oh. I thought this was the height of like. I thought this was the pinnacle. <laughs> it like, is funny because like in my head, I was like, I'm like on the lifestyles yeah, of the yeah. rich because I saw a picture of Shaq on the wall. I'm like, this is the pinnacle. <laughs> and it's like, it's one step above going to the Olive Garden in yeah, Times yeah. Square. Yeah, it's a big deal. I was like, me me and the kids, we went to Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. Is Robert Leach in here somewhere? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so we're like, we're embarrassed already because we're so poor and like not classy at all. You and then we're in the, sewing yeah. patches into each other's knees <laughs> as you go in. Right. I mean, we're probably wearing shoes that like don't match and mm-hmm. shit. Like we were really fucking bad. We were dressed up shit. nice which means we were dressed like Jerry Seinfeld in 1993. Yeah. That was our version of like church clothes. Got to do it. No belt. No belt. Jeans. Tuck, tucked and, into jeans. And then sneakers from the comic strip Zits. Got to have If that makes sense for anybody. That's a deep pull. And our deep hair cut. is combed, but somehow it looks worse. Yeah. <laughs> we combed it unkempt somehow. You, you, the line, you, the, your part line is like a zigzag for yeah. some reason because your dad barely was paying attention when he was combing you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You, your hair time, has all the marks where your dad hit you while he was trying to comb your hair <laughs> when the Avery's pretended to be human beings right and so we're at the fucking uh, Benny Hanagro and he's like frying the shit up and I'm like amazed I'm like man I can't wait to move to New York City when I'm a boy and I'll eat here every single day of my life oh boy <laughs> oh boy 
like, like hayseed falls onto the grill and starts burning. Good golly, only the rich folks eat with sticks. <laughs> and so the guy's cooking, and then he turns around, and then I reach for like a fucking like my, like my Shirley Temple, oh. like this huge Shirley Temple they serve at Benihana's, like it's yeah, in a big yeah. gold cup. Oh, and I, I forgot about this. I show. knock the entire Shirley Temple directly onto the hot hot grill. Oh my god! And it's just it's smoke everywhere. Steaming. Yeah, and yeah. then literally, I'm not kidding. The Japanese guy goes, "Oh my ass!" <laughs> <laughs> Oh my ass! He, he yelled, "Oh my ass!" Because <laughs> the steam, like he was turning around, the steam like went directly into his ass, and I like burned the shit oh, out of no. him. And I was so embarrassed. <laughs> and our uncle, our uncle, who's like the nicest guy, but he's like, you know, he's well to do. He's like, yeah, "Hey, yeah. it's totally fine. It's just a kid made a mistake." And my mom's like, "I'm literally going to hit you with a knife." <laughs> When I get home tonight, your mom's like, "Grill up one of his fingers." <laughs> Come on now, do it. Chop yeah, it mom, up fun too. Our, our mom would do the thing where she would just apologize for that event for maybe four days after that. Uh, for you, yeah, for me, it would be like three days later. We'd be like having a nice time on the beach, and she'd be like, "You know, I'm just sorry once again." Jay's dropped the Shirley Jesus, Temple on the grill. Man. I just want to say yeah. I'm sorry. That my dad that happened beating to you. the shit out of us. Yeah, dude, that that is so. I remember up. specifically on one of those vacations. It was we'd always go to the northeast to visit my rich relatives and we're at a place in delaware they rented a beach house and my mom fried up some and i'm like a little fat 12 year old kid my mom had fried up some tortilla meat for them to all make tortillas and she used to always make tortilla meat sorry fucking um god damn it like what are you putting like mexican pile on (laughs) just like she fried up some meat yeah yeah, yeah, some beef so she always made carne asada. Yeah, like carne asada. And she always paint the picture for you, Kevin. All four of us, me, Cole, Ellen, and Jace, we look like the four monkeys from Super Monkey Ball. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No. You don't know the monkeys from Monkey Ball? No. Oh, you can't pull it up. We can't watch a clip of Monkey Ball on the podcast. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm requiring you guys to uh, get references that happen while you were five. We look like just little fucked up monkey children. Yeah, basically. I would have played that game See, when look. it came out. So, Kevin, so Cole was the little baby monkey. I was AA. Jace was the gorilla monkey. And Ellen was the shitty uh, lady monkey. The lady monkey who's wearing a dress. Okay. Which implies that she has a pussy, I guess, in the universe. But nobody else does. Yeah, nobody has well, a she's dick. got her top off. <laughs> right, but she's topless. Yeah, <laughs> that was got to be. Folks. Yeah, so I was AA. No bottomless. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, my mom had fried up. I didn't know that we didn't have a lot of meat left. Like it was barely enough to feed everybody. Yeah. And then she just put like a bowl of it on the counter. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm hungry. And my mom made Mexican pile on all the time. So she would just pile a bunch of meat into bowls. So I thought it was that. Yeah. And I just started. I put a little cheese and some corn on. And I just start eating it. And then I'm like three fourths of the way done. My mom comes in. She's like, that meat was for everyone. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't know. Yeah. Like a little fat kid. It's like the most embarrassing yeah, thing. You yeah, ate everybody's yeah. food. And it was embarrassing enough. We had to go get more food. But then she brought up, I swear to God, for years after that. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it would be like just middle of the day. Absolutely. And she's like, I'm just so sorry, Jason. I ate all that meat. What's your mom's name? <laughs> What's her say. social security number? I don't want to say. Dude, that is so fu- That's kind of shit. It's like, and also, I, I totally get your mom's neuroticism to feel like she needs to apologize. That she needs to apologize. She feels bad. But so little I, does she know, I'm like literally 
like three months away from becoming anorexic because yes, of that. Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> You're like, hey, y'all, I'm going to fuck up my child mentally, little, firm for life real yeah. quick, because I, I feel so shitty little, about him drinking Shirley Temple right on the grill. Right, and that's really the the magic of childhood is that your mom just being anxious can cause eight years of eating disorders yeah. like into your like early 20s. Jesus Christ. You're gonna, and, and I you're became gonna, a sociopath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, Ben, ben realized that nothing matters, including the way you interact with humans. There was one time. There was one time during the New Zealand Christchurch shooting. <laughs> He's, she's, I'm so sorry, y'all. My son dropped a shirt of Temple right in the grill, Benihana. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's like twelve dollars the plate. Fuck. <laughs> and then I got old stupid face over here. He keeps telling everyone's gay. Pretty sure he's not gay. He might be gay, though. I cry a lot, y'all. I cry every night. I can't stop crying. I don't know why, y'all, but I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. This I, I, I hope then, that was a good impression and, of your mom. No, that's literally her. Uh, no. And then fast forward 10 years, I'm watching Ben on the couch watching the live stream of the New Zealand Christchurch shooting. Yes. And just giggling to himself. I was not giggling. You were not giggling. I was, I was not, you're not giggling. You, I will defend Ben for the first time in my Thank life. Thank you. Actually, you 20, but there I was, was not giggling. But there Jeez, was there 60 was, people. Were but there dead. was no you, part there was not an iota of a frown on your face while you're watching it. It was interesting to watch. No, I can quote exactly like what game. Ben was doing. He he had he had all of his tips of his fingers together and then he would slowly he would flutter them so they that they would, you know, like right. a butterfly, and then he said, and I quote, "Moa, moa," <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it was it was pretty scary. That guy's not going to get the death penalty, then, by the way. Then Ben immediately, what? yeah, and he shot seven. Well, it's in New Zealand; and they don't do the death penalty. That's crazy. Yeah, they just uh, make you eat a bunch of kiwi. They're going to give him a place to up. stay. They're like, "You're bad forever. You never have to work." Mm-hmm. He only got twelve years per person that he killed. Right. Well, I mean, he did kill like 20 people. No, he killed like 70 people. Right. And you Googled all 70 of those people's names, and then are they a pedophile into Google? Come on. <laughs> what? That's what you do. Immediately, somebody gets what shot. What is so wrong with the Rittenhouse <laughs> thing? Me thinking it's funny that he shot a pedophile in the head. I think I think you can think it's funny. It's just a weird thing to say. It's not that funny. Well, though. you say you say it, and then you come like, on. It's a stretch to a, make it funny, but I see how a, you see it funny. fat blue lives matter chud who's pretending to be a cop in Crocs blew a pedophile's head up like it blew it up like a fucking melon. He didn't even know he was a pedophile. I know, but that's how the Lord works (laughs) in mysterious ways. Sometimes you blow someone's head off. You feel bad about it. Then you look into it. Supposedly they they uh, raped someone who was probably under the age of 12. Mm -hmm. Wait, who did? The guy oh. that got shot. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is like your version of the Dostoevsky short story. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, how queer the works of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't say that. <laughs> how how uh, <laughs> how gay the works of God. Yes, thank you. <laughs> there is a funny quote. I like the quote, but it's funny just for the word. And it's I think it's from like fucking like Aldous Huxley or some shit like yeah. that. He goes, the universe is not only uh, queer than we can suppose, but queer than queer than we suppose, but queer than we can suppose. And it's a beautiful <laughs> quote, but then it's just like I said, queer. <laughs> yeah, it's messed up, man. I, it, I do. I have thought about it. A What's little messed bit. up? Saying stuff's gay. Uh, yeah. It's it's it, you know I guess no, but I but I do. I came. I mean, when I was a child, I came. 
When I was a kid, uh, I oh, came. Oh, spit it out. I came. Uh, <laughs> and I came. Uh, yeah. No, when I was a kid, we used to play Smear the Queer. Yeah. And it wasn't even uh, a thing. Like, I didn't even. It you didn't, didn't even register. realize it was bad. I didn't, yeah, I didn't register that it was a negative thing I remember thing specifically playing my coach being like, we're going to play Smear the Queer. Yeah. And then me going like, what's a queer? And then my coach going like, oh, like a gay guy. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then just going and playing the game. And then like a he couple told- years <laughs> a couple years later being like, oh, yeah, that's kind of not good because I like now know people who are secretly gay. So they, we shouldn't. Uh, say it's a, good to it smear. doesn't hurt anybody though <laughs> the kid who was secretly gay in the gym class it did oh come yeah. on he's if, if you're gonna be gay don't grow up in texas <laughs> you're correct what an idiot you, you got to be smart enough to somehow uh you know get your parents fired from their jobs so you have to move to a place more liberal mm-hmm. so they can work for the government right exactly like a bunch of freeloaders mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yes, then you sir. can go and have your you know selfish experience right yeah. And grow up with no adversity mm-hmm. in one of those blue states like California. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do. So have, I say let them play the game. I do have let friends, the boys play. I do let have friends play. who are like who are like it was so tough growing up non-binary in Los Angeles. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it was tougher growing up straight in Texas than <laughs> what you had. Yeah. Growing up. Yeah, because growing up straight in Texas doesn't mean that you're actually straight right because <laughs> when you grow up straight in texas if you as jay said if you read a book people will call you gay yeah yeah i mean i don't know what episode it was on but you guys remember it's now my daughter was getting bullied because she wasn't a lesbian right yeah and then they didn't even know what lesbian meant it's crazy yeah the world's really gone to hell no, no i mean it's just, bullying kids for being straight i just wish people would understand that it's it's the the it's the function of judgment is the problem well yeah it doesn't matter about the the it doesn't matter what you do with your penis or your pussy as long as you know it's like illegal you know as long as it's you know consensual or whatever but what i'm saying is like (laughs) i hit my dick with a hammer (laughs) is it consensual Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. mm-hmm here's the thing i would i I can't get off i would defend Mm -hmm. your right to do that to hit your own dick yeah. with a hammer. And sometimes I get stuck in a guy's ass, uh-huh. and I use the other end of the hammer that you use to like pull nails out of the wall. I use that to pull my dick out of a guy. That ass. I have to draw a line. I have to draw a hard line at that. That is yeah. where the Second Amendment <laughs> fails. It breaks down. <laughs> uh, I would love for the Supreme Court ruling to have to do a a, a landmark decision just based on this podcast. <laughs> Where we somehow threw a, a horrific bit about is pedophilia good? Right up the top. Second Amendment is now no more. No it more. It is changed my, fundamentally. Well, my proposal is is not is it bad, but is it that bad? To, and that's what's what I want the listeners to, to think about this week is how bad is it? Jesus Christ! What? What? Why? What? I'm giving homework assignments. Get to, to get the to audience. the punchline for fuck's sake. <laughs> what? I'm giving them. I'm giving them homework so they can better themselves. Because mm-hmm. you can't just like. Because everyone walks around, they go, "Oh, this is bad. This is good." You can't live in a black and white world. Maybe pedophilia falls somewhere more in the middle. You want me to be? I'll. I'll you know what? I'll agree with you, Ben. Uh, on uh, I'm looking at the individual, Kevin. Yeah. I can't make broad blanket statements about groups of people, Good. much less pedophiles. Well, I think if you can get closer to empathy on like the Christ. subject of pedophilia, like Christ, and, yes, just like Christ dined with like the pedophiles, the Lord. he did. He mm-hmm. he drank with them. 
<laughs> he said, yeah, he would, he would say, Zachariah, why are you in that tree? Is it to look at little boys' dicks? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will make the argument. First off, everything Ben has said is ridiculous. Yep. About the pedophilia thing. But you can have a weird empathy for even things you find atrocious, like pedophilia. Yeah. Thank you, you can feel terrible that somebody was born with those urges in their mm-hmm. brain. Mm-hmm. Yes. And most likely was molested as a kid themselves. Right. I know? do think mm-hmm. people lean on that. I've I know heard, you I've, do. I've heard, <laughs> you know I do. I know you do. That I've shouted it from the rooftops. <laughs> I Kevin, have heard it multiple times. Kevin, you've read my manifesto. I've read it and I actually uh, I, I copied it on silver paper. Right. <laughs> it's, it's hanging in my door. My manifesto is on audible.com. 100%. <laughs> read by Malcolm Gladwell. <laughs> uh, fucking, I dude, by the way, pay for this can i I tell you i i just got done listening to malcolm gladwell's newest book Mm -hmm. uh it's called like talking to strangers and it is wild the hot takes he goes on he defends penn state yes the catholic church fuck uh brock turner he's a pizzagate dude now (laughs) he's dude it's fucking insane yeah like the brock turner stuff is literally like his biggest thing is like we should like ban drinking on colleges and it's like well i i drank a lot in college i didn't rape anybody with a beer bottle yeah well he uh i think he what he does a good job of is trying to defending the right people get to (laughs) the uh, essentially get to the 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 truth which is which is nothing one thing specific so he tries to look at everything and analyze it as if he's a computer mm-hmm. you know what i mean so but there's some things i feel like you shouldn't analyze like that well he, he anytime you're defending like penn state in the jerry sandusky scandal i'm like well but this is the job of our greatest thinkers <laughs> right right <laughs> am i wrong <laughs> no you're not it's to kind of look at topics where everyone goes no this is bad for sure end of end of conversation yes why this is the thing that bugs me about everything going on now you're not a allowed to have a conversation right at all right my only goal now is to be like hey can we it's like people are like he's a wild one just because i want to talk about it yeah let's talk about kyle rittenhouse shooting a pedophile in the head (laughs) what a wild story isn't that crazy and people are like how dare you even bring that up right not fair not fair. I say, let's talk about it. <laughs> like, I you, say, don't even, you don't even talk about it. You just, you just, you, you turn to somebody, you go, you go, you know, that guy shows a pedophile and then you just stare at them. There's no deeper examination. No, but or, pedophilia is not that bad though, right? No, mm-hmm. my job in life is to be a mirror. <laughs> so if all I can do is what, show a fu- you a fucking funhouse mirror, show you the fraud that you are. If I can say Kyle Rittenhouse blew a pedophile's head off, and you look at me and all you see is yourself staring back at you. And you, right. if that makes you uncomfortable, I'm sorry. But when I look in the mirror, I don't feel uncomfortable. I feel damn proud of what I see because I like the, the man. When I I've look become. in the mirror and I see a giant Pepe face looking back at me That's with Joker right. makeup. That's you, right. You even fuck up your mirror so it screws with you. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, okay, so I need to fucking, like, I need to get a word in here because you basically I'll try to say something and then you're like, yeah, but little kids, they kind of like it. I'm, right? sp- I'm speaking for you here, really. No, you're I not. I don't have an opinion on this. I'm just trying to set you up for the spike that oh, I know you want to make. thank you. <laughs> Uh, I will say so. <laughs> pedophilia is bad. Right. Oh, come on! Have like, an open heart. <laughs> have an open mind, Kevin. Come on! Right. I'm just. How a, could you be so dim-witted yeah. and close-minded? Yeah, I'm just imagining Ben. <laughs> ben dressed as like fucking 
fucking Richard Dawkins at a college <laughs> like speech. He goes, the only thing I have to propose <laughs> in American society <laughs> is why do we condemn the pedophile immediately? <laughs> and if I'm sorry, but if that speech is too radical for you, Maybe you need to grow up a little. Mm-hmm. I've written several thousand books on various technologies mm-hmm. and histories. Uh, you, you might remember religion and my seminal work, The Pog Delusion. <laughs> but today I want to talk about fucking a kid. <laughs> <laughs> fucking a lie. Because you remember Richard Dawkins actually did that on Twitter. Do you remember that? Where he just started tweeting. He's like, he's like, like out of nowhere, he just started tweeting. He's like, listen, the only thing I'm saying is there are levels of pedophilia. <laughs> and everybody's like tweeting. He's like, why are you tweeting this? He's like, you can't have a civil debate in America. They're like, I'm just wondering why you're tweeting this. Like, no, it's in response to nothing. <laughs> ben, Ben Hack Docking's account. Mm-hmm. Right. And then if you read 50 tweets down the thread, he's like, here's the thing. I was jerked off by a priest. And that's not as bad as getting fucked in the ass. Everybody's like, all right <laughs> you win the debate ah <laughs> uh, well I, so what i will say is that it's bad number one <laughs> and i think it's okay to make decisions on things that you should and should not do mm-hmm. i think that's a good thing i think there's some hard line issues pedophilia being one of them okay <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, I even I've made this point to you before. It's nice to have because I think of us as like people who will judge people independently and are very open to multiple interpretations on things. It's almost nice that there is a subsection of people that you can just write off completely. And I, for yeah. me, I think pedophilia and Chinese people. Those are the two. <laughs> no, of course, like you look at like a pedophile, you're like, oh, yeah, just throw out everything just fuck that guy completely but see i don't if you're trying to get a deeper understanding of the universe society how people operate you could look into that and examine uh, what actually happened to that person yeah because if the the if you're on the if you're being empathetic towards their situation you're not doing it for no fucking reason because you want to have a daytime movie about yourself you're doing it because you want to get to a a world where this happens less frequently Mm -hmm. so you can figure that type of shit out and and a lot of times i'm telling you man you, you you look at this shit and you know the guy that knocks you down and hits you over the head with a baseball bat and steals your money is doing it because you know he's fucking starving or he's addicted to crack or mm-hmm. it's not like i really do see people as they are motivated by outside influences and a lot of people are just trying to uh, fucking survive you know what mm. i mean i think uh, the majority of people and and shit happens to them and it gets them fucked up 100 percent, kevin and you, you know what's weird if you think about it if we are willing to have more conversations about uh the stuff I, we've been bringing up here wouldn't this shit happen less and less frequently like one of the reasons yes. uh like like rape and uh molestation and stuff happens so much in the catholic church is because sex is like this taboo that can't be discussed it's absolutely. this forbidden fruit absolutely so so why can't we talk like why jace why didn't we hear one sermon growing up about pedophilia you know what i'll take it even further you know it's a weird thing we never heard a single sermon about masturbation growing up. Masturbation, sex, Literally, any of it. I remember a specific... Actually, you would hear about adultery. I remember a specific a, part it. of my they life would, They'd have a where, hard time explaining what it was. Right. Yeah, yeah. I remember a specific part of my life where I had already started masturbating to child pornography, but that's not important. Mm-hmm. 
I had already started masturbating. Um, I already started masturbating, but I didn't know if it was wrong or not. And yeah. I kind of, in my the back of my head, I go, I know based on what I, I've been taught of the Bible that this is probably wrong, Yeah. but nobody's told me. And I lived for like two years like that. I remember specifically in a youth Bible class, one of the guys got up and he wasn't the usual preacher. He goes, he goes and guys, I'm just going to say it. I know we don't talk about it. Masturbation, it's wrong. Everyone we gotta talk. sweating. And dude, literally, you, you look around the room and people like, like a lot of people are like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Because we were all 14. We're like, 100%. God damn it. Like I it, didn't have confirmation until now. Yeah. So now it makes it a real sin. Well, I used to have accountability groups. And I mean, I used to do a bit about this, but the accountability group was to make sure we weren't jacking off. Mm-hmm. And Everybody's was, just lying. Yeah, dude. <laughs> A hundred percent. And I get confirmation that they were lying years later. Mm-hmm. I stay friends with a lot of those guys and they're like, oh yeah. Especially one of my friends. Oh dude, it fucked me. I was so pissed. <laughs> because dude, oh man, I was so He mad. acted the whole time like he never masturbated. Dude, and he was fucking chicks. Mm-hmm. He was oh, fuck fucking him. chicks. And I'd be like, hey, did you jerk? What a cunt. You reading your Bible? <laughs> yep. Are you praying? Yep. Did you do anything that if God saw, caught you doing it, you'd be ashamed? Nope. Are you lying? Yeah, he's just nope. checking all the boxes so he can just get on to the next. Yeah, I I page. knew a guy yeah. in college who I'm still very good friends with, but he he said he goes, I have never masturbated. I, I, knew, was like, I knew a guy that said that. I found out he was fucking dude, girls the whole time. No, 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 not even that. I was I was straight up. I was like, bro, come on. Yeah. Not once in your life you've masturbated. And he, still to this day, he's like never done it. And I'm like, that is not there's no way that's was true. this a guy you lived with. Yeah, we don't need to get into that. Yeah, probably. Maybe. No. That, I, I knew a guy like that who said he never masturbated and he uh, <laughs> we were I was like oh you need to see this funny video by the, the turquoise jeep uh, called how you like your eggs fried or fertilized okay and it's 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 uh it's like a mock rap if you haven't seen turquoise jeep i fucking love them they're ridiculous you can't tell if they're serious or not um anyway on the video there's a good looking black woman mm-hmm. and this guy saw her for probably about three seconds and is like i can't be here i can't be here i can't be around this stuff and it was like what's the problem it's like it's because she's black it's like stop it but yeah he was say uh, it was ah uh, man and he's a monk now really yeah 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 like the detective uh yeah <laughs> <clears throat> he's detective monk now yeah uh no he's a, a good guy ultimately but mm. uh yeah a little bit uh, you guys remember the show monk that was a fun show <laughs> Yeah. Yes, I do. Sorry. That was a fun show. That's, that's my surprise that I'm laughing. laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like real. that show. Yeah, I like that show because he's like, he's like, he's like, ah, oh, there's a murder, but I'm like, ah, oh, my fingers are all germy now. You guys ever watch a, a Darkwing Duck or a Tailspin or? A, yeah, but I barely remember it. I remember Tailspin more than Darkwing Duck. It's all on uh, Disney Plus, mm-hmm. uh, which is our today's sponsor is Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Disney, we hate the Jews. We hate the Jews, and we love family. <laughs> How much of a Disney is just like uh, programming the minds of children to be like fucking consumers and retards? Oh well, I mean, Disney has turned nostalgia into just a fucking gold mine of of uh, cash. Yeah, that's their goal. I mean, everything Disney has made recently—they've bottled that shit. Mm-hmm. Like nostalgia and that warm feeling you get of like when you were a kid and you got to go over someone's lake house Look. and it's late at night and you're playing cards and drinking ginger ale. They've bottled that feeling somehow and mm-hmm. they just keep selling it to yeah. The yeah, and they, they, they make like four shitty movies every five years that are like new, and they're like, okay, in ten years we'll recycle that shit, and then we'll take everything from the '90s yeah. and we'll just make it live action and shitty. And who gives a fuck? Well, at the end of the day, but it'll Disney- make a billion dollars. 
dollars. Disney just wants to make money, mm-hmm. and that shit sells. Because mm-hmm. yeah, we were fucking idiots. So a new character, right? Nope. Sorry, no yeah. room up in the old noggin. I got like Garfield the last and the Peanuts characters <laughs> and Saturday Night Live from 90 to 93. Right. And then The Wire. Love it. Mm-hmm. Great show. <laughs> the Wire. Love Disney's The Wire. Dis- you're going to Disneyland and you just see McNulty <laughs> on a street corner and go like, shit, all these motherfuckers doing all this goddamn <laughs> crime on the goddamn... You see fucking um That snowman was abominable. Who's the gay <laughs> who's the gay gangster from the wire? God damn it. Rudy? Vito? Yeah, Vito no the Sopranos. I haven't seen I haven't seen the wire. God damn it. Omar. You know. just see you just see Omar with a scar on his face carrying a shotgun. Yeah. Trying he just <laughs> he shoots Pluto in the kneecap and takes his money. Oh, by the way, I'll throw this out there. If you got an HBO username and password, throw it my way. Mm-hmm. Brainjailpod at gmail.com. I won't share it. I just uh, want HBO. Mm-hmm. And that'll be your por- your portion. Uh, yeah. David Lynch was saying, Jace, that uh Feature films are headed for deep trouble, and he believes the art houses are going to become extinct. 100%. I don't know if that's necessarily true so because there's I still- want to bring this up to Jace because Jace is always like, there's amazing films that are coming out every week that I just don't know about, uh-huh. and that there's tons of great indie stuff, and A24 still does a great job, mm-hmm. but c- could, you, could you validate what David Lynch is saying or no? I mean, I think in terms of big, I don't think there's going to be big original movies anymore. That doesn't really happen. There's not like any type of movie like like a Pulp Fiction or something like a, well, I'm trying to think of like a big budget movie where they just like were allowed to do crazy shit. Well, Uncut Gems was was awesome. Yeah, but you like you said that like you said that the other like a month ago, you're like you're like every movie sucks now. And I go 20, 2019 was full of amazing movies. Yeah, it Parasite was like the best insane. Yeah, it, it was the South best Korea. year. It was the best year for movies in um, fucking 12 years since 2007. So there's still a market for that shit because there's a lot of smart people, especially with the internet. It's not going to be, you know, you're not going to make die hard, you know, level money for an art house. So, but wait, so wait, what is, what was the statement again? He said feature films are headed for deep trouble and they're, In they're, they're already dead. Yeah. 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 Well, I, and mean, I think that's why David Lynch is staying away from uh, making feature films now. Well, it's a fact, man. The, uh, the, the big bucks come from movie houses. So, there's, yeah, there's so, a weird thing where technology is, I think, also destroying film, but also it was already, like, making it, was already it rough. But it was, it's also making it great because it's so much easier to make a movie now. You can make a movie if you, if you were a good cinematographer and you had a $2,000 camera, you can make a feature film. You really could on the weekends by yourself. And people are doing that all the time. Where versus, you know, if you were trying to do that in the early 90s, you had to like rent shit from an actual production house. You had to like call in favors from five years of PAing. It would take you eight years to make it because you had to sneak into editing bays. Yeah, the specific film you have to use, it requires yeah, like Louis, millions of dollars. Louis made um, uh, uh, I Fuck Me Daddy. Uh, he made that on his fucking uh, MacBook. Like he edited a feature length right. movie on his MacBook, right. which is something you could not do in the past. Yeah, that's true. So there will be a lot of great auteurs, but yeah, you have to search that shit out now, which is kind of lame. And then if you want to talk about like a great movie, it's not in the cultural zeitgeist. The cultural zeitgeist is now, did you see the Ant-Man fucked Thor? The heck yeah. gay set. Well, yeah, when you look at that stuff, because I don't watch any of it, and then I realized most American people uh, would understand references made to like Captain America and all these movies. 
I've never seen a second of any of the, like it's just passing me by. Year after year, there's movie after movie after movie that everyone is watching and I have no idea it exists. Mm-hmm. Really? No idea. The, the Avengers, I think there's been like nine Avengers movies or something. Yeah. <clears throat> with all the superheroes. I only knew that movie happened uh, because of that nutty professor, uh, the clumps, the uh, meme. <laughs> so you knew yeah. about the Avengers Endgame from the nutty professor meme. Yeah, Jesus Christ. If you don't know, man. I sent it to Ben. It's it's literally this guy White Duncan on Twitter made it. He's really funny. Go follow him. He he, uh, he basically just edited in the the scene with all the circles from Avengers Endgame where all the yeah. superheroes show up, but it's just the clumps walking into frame. <laughs> And then yeah. the scene from The Nutty Professor 2 where they're just eating the entire buffet. The, the buffet. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and people, it's the live <laughs> audience reaction from the actual premiere and people are like, people are like, no fucking like way. People are whistling <laughs> and screaming like, yeah. Yeah, and you just see a clump party of four, please. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just eating at the buffet. Right, and people crazy. are like, Whoa! I gotta see this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it makes oh, sense. Oh, that's one of the man. most goddamn funny things I've seen. You, yeah. you gotta get off 4chan, you know what I mean, every once in a while. It, it's... It's not healthy, you know. You don't have time to, you know, observe the Avengers now. And but you might as well. My whole thing is, uh, you might as well drink from the faucet now, because the the memes and the the feelings socially and culturally uh, that we all feel now started on 4chan a mere six years ago, seven years ago. Yeah, these are some of the brightest individuals. Uh, and they're all dead now that have, that have ever lived. <laughs> they're all members of the and clan. there's they're actually controlling what you see politically and in the media. They create all the memes. They create these these mobs that go out and and well, spread I do these, think that is true with the with the internet in terms of how people communicate with each other and how they. Well, feel. the weird thing is with and the they're internet, all fifteen, and you know why they are the way they are. No, you were asking about it earlier because they all got <laughs> molested. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But that is a weird mm-hmm. thing with the internet. It's almost like I feel like... The silver lining. Young people control the culture uh, when it used to be vice versa. To control the culture, you had to make something big. You had to get studio backing yeah. or a network would approve your show and you influence the culture by being a successful person who had worked for 20 years and become a star. And now yeah. the people influencing the culture are just weird fucking 16-year-olds on Twitter or 4chan or YouTube or whatever or yeah. TikTok, you know? Right. And so now, like, we, our culture is being dictated by people who are, like, kind of retarded versions of themselves. Right. Well, and art, you know, is going to have to really rise above the fact that you can make a bunch of money just being a fucking 15-year-old girl who, you know, does a blog every day. Yeah, you know, but there's still some great stuff being made, like some real like there da- is, oh, Dadaist type art being made in, in, those, yes, in those cultures. Sure. And there's really great. I hate the word, but creators, people who are making really great, innovative, creative, Absolutely. moving stuff. Yes. I watched a fucking, this is so stupid. I watched Inside Lewin Davis the other day. I rewatched it and then I was just watching some YouTube essays on it. And there was one essay that like completely like recontextualized my views on depression really? and on the movie. And I was like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And then the guy has like 3000 subscribers. Yeah. And so you'll, you'll get great art from shit like that, but right. you have to search it out. Yeah. Hey, uh, have you guys watched uh, uh, Dead to Me on Netflix? No. It's pretty good. Two seasons. Ah. Uh, But uh, there's that movie has basically, you basically find out that the two main characters have done something horrible to each other. 
molested at, each other. They molested each other, hmm. but yet they're friends. And what it, it it just explains the complexity of like each individual. Like you have somebody who's really nice, mm-hmm. but is also a fucking murderer. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and so what I'm trying to say is I I killed a guy <laughs> uh, last night. <laughs> the and, panic of a story going nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so I killed him and I fucked him and ate him. What are you gonna do? <laughs> uh, we're all make mistakes you know we all, uh, you know how great would it be if like another freddy got fingered type movie came out that'd be the shit <laughs> you just want freddy got fingered too that was the high art you were referring to no right? I, it's so well, fun to watch something that is funny just for the sake of being funny yeah and well, i can't i mean that's what i try to do with this podcast when i talk usually sometimes yeah. i can get all gay and talk about how nothing's real and then I want to kill myself. That's but fine. People, I, people need want that too. Absolutely. Yeah. It can't be all a guy flipped a shrimp into my wife's pussy for yeah. two hours. And I, I love yeah. all of you. You know right. what I mean? Like no uh, homo yeah. or anything, but uh, you know, I'm there's gay. Not, there's not a lot to love. Yeah. Ice cream's great, no, that but you can't be. True. I weigh 180 pounds. <laughs> He's in great shape, folks. <laughs> no, I mean, it, look, it's... Uh, there is no, you know, baby in the bathwater. The bathwater is the baby. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately, I mean, through until you get that lobotomy we've been we've been talking about, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, there's going to still be a lot of bathwater. You know, and it's fine. You know, Jace. Told, I just want to get to the place where I realize there's no self. Do mushrooms, man. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to have like a serious ego death where I realize like. Because like I already feel like this is all fake and it's all a dream, but like now I just want to wake up. Well, yeah. yeah, I feel like I feel like there's a problem in. I feel like I'm still stuck in the the Matrix world. Like I'm not like Morpheus hasn't plucked me out of the the fake world yet. Well, yeah, there, there's a thing where I, there's an there's an ego death you have to go through. I think, but the, you're forgetting the second part of that ego death, which is a rebirth. You can't remain in ego death. Otherwise, you don't even exist. You have to. Now you have a pair of sunglasses and a pair of glasses on your head. Don't scratch my glasses, dude. Bro. Don't scratch my glasses with your glasses. (laughs) (laughs) Gay guy. (laughs) Fucking gay guy. If uh, the the people that aren't watching me and Ben are now face to face in a glasses off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You guys uh, look like a prize fight promo right now. That's right. (laughs) Two fists up. You guys are about to kiss each other. Dude, put those sunglasses on for real though. Uh, the guy I picked up my takeout order from, he's this sweet Armenian kid and he had sunglasses on the whole time. He took them off at the end and he He said something nice to me. He was missing an eye. Really? Yeah. Uh. And he had a big scar on his head. What? What did he say to you? Uh, he said, "I you said will die well, it was my second days. time being there today." And he was like, "Oh, you really like it?" And I was like, "Yeah, it was delicious." And then I noticed when he took his glasses off, he didn't have an eye. I felt really made me really sad. You said I thought he, he just had a black hole where his eye should have been. It was like shut really tight, and it wasn't like there was a scar over it, and there was a scar running back over his head. That's pretty badass, honestly. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty that. cool. What happened to him? He got macheted. It looked like it might have been like maybe a really bad motorcycle accident or something. Right. Damn. But I, I felt I mean, bad. I mean, that, so when I see stuff like that, when I see like crippled people, I get like so sad. That's why we're friends. I used to like cry uh, when I'd see shit like that. Uh, like, especially when I was younger. Now, now I'm a little bit more hardened to it. I don't let it affect me so much. But yeah, that shit fucks me up. Yeah, Ben has a three-legged dog. I don't know if everybody knows that, um, that he hit with his own car. Uh, but the compassion was so much that that's his dog now. 
you just have when you. I don't know if you guys feel this way, but sometimes you see those guy people like that, and you just have that John Coffee moment where, in one moment, you feel all of their pain. Yes. Oh, I mean, that's. Uh, I think me and Kevin probably relate to that hard because I think that's the thing we have to get away from. Yeah, it's. Uh, I feel it's that much. about people who aren't even fucked up. I can just be sitting in my office getting COVID because all my coworkers are idiots, mm-hmm. and then I just like look at one of my coworkers talking and I just kind of start thinking about their entire life and set of circumstances and what right. it's like. <clears throat> and your heart can break for any person, you know, well, on that's, the street. That's I feel like I've been closed off to that of, lately. It sucks. I, I, I shouldn't be closed off to it. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't should turn that it off. up, man. That's what I'm saying is when you're talking about the ego death, there's a rebirth that has to happen in that. You have to come out of that and choose what you want your life to be about. Choose who you want to be, you know. Yeah, yeah. Still remember that the existence is fake yeah. and doesn't really matter, but still exists in this human world. Well I, well, I think one of the reasons that I, you know, back in the day we'd be standing outside of uh, an open mic and I would be secretly really bothered by certain things, but there'd be some comics that I wouldn't get along so much with because they'd be like, Jesus, fuck, fuck that guy. Dude, that guy fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, Gosh, you really don't know anything about his life circumstances. I have no idea who you're doing an impression of <laughs> when you say sucks that way. <laughs> well, uh, it's uh, it's Norm Macdonald. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, it. Uh, so it's like it would be frustrating because I would have that been what you're talking about that level of imp- you know empathy where you're I'm I'm going I ugh, I feel bad for that. Don't say that. That's mean. You don't know what that guy's going through. You know, well, you know, there's even a thing about I always try to relate it to the self, you know, because I, I have compassion for people. Usually that's just a default mode I'm built with. Um, but sometimes I lack it for my own self. So a thing I've had even like when I'm horrifically depressed, like if you've ever had a friend who's just kind of lived in depression for a while and they kind of refuse to get out of it. They refuse to change anything. All three and of I, us look at each other. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, we've all gone through that, but you've known you've had friends who have like delved into it for a while and kind of almost started, I think, falling in love with their depression to a certain point. So every time you talk to them, and I've certainly been guilty of this, literally every conversation is like, everything sucks. Life fucking sucks. Right. There's no point to anything. And then you almost want to, not because you hate them, but almost as an argument, like, okay, kill yourself. Oh, no, yeah. no, 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 I'm serious. Go, go, go kill yourself because yeah. life sucks. And they're like, it's like, well, no. And it's like, okay, well, then fucking move on. Grow right. up. Right. Grow up, accept that life sucks, and make it less shitty. Yeah. Do things in your life. Someone is like, oh, my parents fucked me up. Or, oh, it's like, okay, so now what? Yeah, now what? Dude, you're going to live in this? Now what? You're going to punish yourself because you're in love with this idea of depression? Yeah. Dude, my, that was my mom. I remember her, she did that for almost 20 years where she would just complain about shit that happened. 20 years earlier yeah. mm-hmm. and Roe v. Wade. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it was just like, I, I remember telling her one time I go, it's like, you've got your hand on the stove right now. And all I do, every time I come over, I see you're burning your hand and you keep going, you keep telling me, gosh, this hurts. I hate this. This is the worst. And I go, mom, stop. Maybe you should pull your hand off the stove. And she goes, God. And then she just goes, it just hurts so bad. But that's the thing is people, people let their personality become the burning hand on the stove. That's who you are. I'm a person whose hand is burning and I can't change that about myself. Well, and I think that's a, for me is an off putting thing to be one note in anything, which is why, you know, I got such a problem with the gays. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, this is the thing. People want to simplify their identity. Yeah. Like sometimes I think about guys that have a better life and it's like, I'd be great if I was like struggling, like I was in and out of rehab and I lived like in Michigan and like on the weekends, I would just go get high as a fucking kite on my boat and I'd pass out and wake up like super sunburnt, mm-hmm. like in the middle of a lake and yeah. and the boat is like beating up against a dam right. when I come to mm-hmm. and but everything is fine because I just reach over and I take one hit of PCP <laughs> and I'm back. I'm like, baby, I'm back and I just go right back to fishing. Right. That's a simple life. You know what I mean? I sell CB radios at a truck stop. No, no, no. This is the life that I thought would be fucking awesome. This is the life. I'm a video poker machine repair guy. Okay. And I go from small town to small town at little truck stops and repair the video poker machines. Yeah. And I smoke cigarettes with the Waffle House uh, gas station waitresses Mm -hmm. and I rail them out in the bathroom <laughs> in exchange for weed. And you know what's funny? is yeah, like, yeah. It's I, a gr- Doesn't that sound fucking great? Well, here's you the smoke thing. cigs and it, you drive well, no. the Russ Cole truck, the F-150, the red one from here's 96. And you're a gigolo. Here's the thing is if you actually... That Russ Cole truck though. <laughs> that red F-150 though. That red, that Russ Cole truck though. Dude, that truck had F-150. so much fucking drip well, here's the thing. Detective. Here's the thing. It's true. Here's the thing. Whew. Actually live that life for two days and you want to put a gun in your mouth and kill yourself. But it's such a simple life. But that's what I'm saying is is the is the desire <laughs> of that life. It's so simple, Jay. The desire for that it's life. So simple. But your desire for that life is that's what I'm saying, is that simplicity. That's what you are yearning for. That idea in your head of the simplicity, which is not really true once you actually are living in a man because everybody has this idea of like somebody could look at me and be like, Oh, you have like a good job, you make money. You don't have to work terribly hard. You're not tied down by kids and a wife or anything. And it's like, I could look at your life and think the exact same thing. Yeah. So why don't you view your own life like that? You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Mm. why don't you give your own life the, the fucking, the rose colored glasses that you give to any stranger's life? Yeah. Who isn't like crippled or fucked up or some yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cause you could do it now. Like, yeah, like I, you could do it now. What it, do you do? It, you produce podcasts and you golf all day. What a simple life that is. Seriously. You want to yeah. drive from town to town banging Waffle House waitresses and smoking cigarettes? Yeah. <laughs> you'd literally be doing you'd literally be doing 80 times more work than you currently do. Like my job, I get to stay in a motel every night and just smoke cigarettes and like get on 4chan and you're, just beat off. Yeah, because that's the funny thing is you're, you literally could do that now. You could do that now if you've you wanted. You've romanticized the worst life right. for some reason. You've romanticized making your life 80 times harder like, for I some just, reason. I just wish I was on the run from the law. You know, I'm my bank accounts are frozen. Like, but you'll see uh, that people think I murdered my wife. You'll see that sometimes. I remember this interview with Dan Harmon, you know, who's like, you know, he's great, but he's still like the worst ever. Um, hey, can we get the dogs out? I remember this Before interview with a full blown. You want me to let them out? Yeah. Put yeah. Them, put I mean, the we're going to get somebody from the NFL here in about 20 minutes. Yeah. Before this. Careful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Vick just shows up at our doorstep. <laughs> yeah. I heard you guys got dogs. Sound yeah. like you got some good boys in there. <laughs> okay, well, all right. I did slightly I black. I did slightly black. You turned uh, into Flapjack the Butler. Look, I only know how to do. <laughs> I go, I go full bore. All right, right. Yeah, ah, Flapjack man. and Skip Scop. I feel bad. I'll probably edit that out. No, don't edit it out. I'll, you know what? If I edit in a, a worse one, <laughs> a worse one. <laughs> Uh, oh, we're at an hour six, by the way. So I, I, I remember this interview with Dan Harmon where he's talking about it was like after like community was at its peak and he's like the king of the world. He hadn't been fired yet or anything. And he wrote this article. I remember you shared this with me. He was living in Dan Harmony. <laughs> 
Huh? What if we just ended the podcast right then? We never recorded another app. Yeah. Um, that would be pretty funny. He wrote, I think it was on a Tumblr blog, which how gay is that? You have a Tumblr. Um, Don't even spell but he wrote about it. He goes, he goes I used to read it this a lot. Yeah. yeah he, and he goes, he goes, this isn't even, he goes, I yearn for the time when I was living in like Minnesota and I would host like a karaoke. Yeah. Minneapolis. Minneapolis. I'd freestyle rap and I get paid $20 to do it. 50 bucks a show. Yeah, exactly. And part of me was reading that, and it's like he was sleeping on a mattress, smoking Marlboro Lights, smoking weed out of a, a water bottle bong, mm-hmm. and just like watching TV shows with with uh, Shrub. Right, and I and I and and part of me is like he said that's like the happiest time of his life, and part of me just wants to go, no, it wasn't. Let's be honest, it's the happiest time of your life because it happened twelve years ago. Or and maybe you forgot ha- all the true feelings behind or it. Or maybe it's the happiest time in his life because he hadn't uh, heard as many people yet. I think it was a happier time in his life because he was young. But that's a tendency for human beings. I think people... Is you paint the past with a really great brush. You varnish the past. Because all the day-to-day anxieties, trifles, fears, general panic you carry in your body, that's not a part of your memory. Your memory is just you sitting on the couch smoking weed and laughing to jeopardy for four hours but you forgot about the panic you attack you had for two hours yeah they just want their knee to stop hurting i'll romanticize college sometimes where i'm like man college is great drinking all the time my friends living in that house doing like just fun shit all the time Mm -hmm. but then if i really look back on it most days i was having panic attacks i i could barely exist it felt like i was in i was in a in a in a in a tv set where the saturation had been turned up too high and everything like the sun was too bright, the grass was too stiff. You know, it's almost like that that quote in um The Great Divorce by C.S. Lewis. I know that's a deep cut, but the all these spirits get to heaven, and because heaven is so powerful, literally if they step on the grass, they're they're in agony because the grass is so strong it cuts into their feet and the sunlight yes. shoots through their body because their bodies are so weak compared to this great life that's around mm-hmm. them. And that's how it felt to live in college. It felt like the world was too intense for my being. Yeah, but if I'm lazy, if I'm lazy, it's a great time. Yeah, I was getting drunk with friends. I made out with a girl for the first time. I fucking grabbed some titties. Right. You know. Yeah. I, I, in in reality, it was there was definitely some brutal times. I think f- for me, when I look back as far as like looking at times and like measuring them, was that a good time or whatever? If I remember it, it's usually was a good time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If there's a good story, you know, some weird, you know, good shit that happened. Like me and Ben going to Oregon, it was not a good trip. Mm-hmm. Like the as far as like the reason we went and like we went to do comedy, but everything else was a blast. In hindsight, I realize Ben is a full blown alcoholic, right? Who was going, mm. amen, going out of his mind. I didn't want to be Gay too man. Christian and be like, ah, you know, that maybe a. Uh, and maybe, you were high the entire time. Maybe too. we should talk to somebody about this, huh? You can't be lecturing me as you're loading a bomb. A hundred percent. It doesn't really make sense. Yeah, and so it's like, uh, but I look back and I was like, oh, was, what a great time! Because because I remember we had some memories, you know. We, you know, stole that weed plant and uh, yeah. you know, been through a gun on the ground. And, <laughs> <laughs> you fucks. Um, but yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem is when you look into somebody's else's life or your own life from a different time you just don't you're not actually living inside of it so it's yeah. not real it's just this thing that exists in your head that's making you miserable sure and it's not real right at all well I, it does seem to uh, that all the old wise men 
and women mm-hmm. have decided uh, that it's uh, oh fuck, what were we talking about? Yeah, fuck, what were you just saying? Um, painting over the past, oh, making it think shit. better. Like you know, perfect example. Like Richard Jenny killed himself. You know, Mitch Hedberg died from heroin. These guys made two million dollars a year doing what you know for a while was our dream. They worked 40 minutes a fucking night sometimes right. and made $2 million and everybody loved them. Right. And those guys still killed themselves. You know, you look at that life and you go, oh, it's great, but you don't think of checking into your 500th hotel room for that year. Right. Like just sitting in a hotel room for eight hours. Once again, nobody to talk to. You've gone through your Rolodex of friends. Nobody's picked up. You jerked off for the third time. You're doing the same material that you hate. You hate your comedy at this point. People laughing at it disgust you because you've done it so much you just don't think through all these scenarios you think it's right. you think it's magical and that's the real challenge i think is to being happy is to be able to realize that and apply it to your own life or just fucking let the fear and the fucking small shit and the anxieties and the pain they'll exist but just don't fucking grab onto them because they're not real it's all fake you know, mm-hmm. like you laughed at me earlier today because I said fear is false evidence appearing real. Yeah, which is the the gayest thing I could ever say, but it's also true mm. because it's not real. You know, I know what I was going to say. Yeah, that all the wise men agreed uh, that you got to live in the present. Mm-hmm. You know, and enjoy and be grateful for what's happening right now in your life because there is a lot of good shit that's mm-hmm. happening in your life right now. Like that Eckhart Tolle book, uh, The White Power of Now. What's that? The White Power of Now. Who's that? What? I don't remember that. Uh, white? Yeah. Uh, I only read uh, other books. Roxanne Gay. Yes, that's right. Uh, no, I just read uh, parts of Huckleberry Finn. <laughs> ben, see, that's me caring about you. Thank you, brother. You're welcome. <laughs> I appreciate that, brother. Hey, no problem. I appreciate brother Kevin for including me, mm-hmm. making me feel making me feel warm inside by making references to racial stuff. I mean, <laughs> I have some I appreciate you, brother Kevin. Hey, no problem. You know, I, I'm, I'm here. I'm, my, I'm, I'm a broken person who wants everybody in the room to feel good. Mm. Uh, and then I'm like, no, you have to be a selfish asshole sometimes. And sometimes I'm really good at it. And uh, you don't have to be either. No, I got to be both <laughs> a selfish asshole and a nice guy. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be a really simple life, though. What? Being like a lumberjack, lumber. Well, lumberjack sounds cool. I just watched a, a movie recommended by Jay's, starring Nicolas Cage that came out last year. Uh, the Colors of Space, or the Color from Space. Oh yeah, the based on the H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, yeah thing. Uh, there's a black guy in it. Okay. <laughs> who? Uh, he's a water. Uh, he's a hydrologist. I think is the term. Okay, yeah, sure. So he just like has a backpack. He just walks through the woods and just tests water mm-hmm. to make sure it's not getting contaminated with stuff. Mm-hmm. That sounds pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Like that's like the, if I learned about that job when I was a kid, I probably would have tried to be that. Yeah. You, you just think, hike and walk through the woods and like, yeah, smoke weed. You could get a degree in engineering or something, you know? And then I think you could do that. I think that's what that requires. No. Civil engineering. I'm pretty sure you just like put the water in like a tube and then bring it back to the lab and hand it to a guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's your version of it. It's putting water in a tube and then holding it up to the light Mm -hmm. and then flicking it with your finger and going like, this is a bunch of piss. 
Yeah, I got a buddy in Fresno. That's a bunch of deer piss. What the fuck? <laughs> Some common it. Fuck. It comes up on the computer, mm-hmm. common deer piss. Yeah. It's 97% deer piss, <laughs> 3% cum. Yeah, that's that's uh, my rewrite of the thing that they're producing. Is It's this organism that will take over people's bodies and make an exact replica of them, but they're gay. It's going to make the whole world gay. The, they all put their pens down at yeah, the same time. And it's called The Thang. Oh, man. Yes, sir. Oh, my gosh. Yes, sir. So, I mean, <clears throat> you do romanticize a little bit of your college days. No, I'm saying, I mean, I, I went off a little preachy because, like I said, I got eight hours of sleep for two days in a row, and now depression isn't real. Oh, yeah, no, that's good. But, I mean, this is stuff I needed. I need to take this advice a lot of the time, too, because I'll fall in right. the exact same trap, you know? Yeah. I'll fall into the trap where this is a very perverse trap I'll fall into. I kind of sometimes believe that I'm cursed by God. Right. I literally will right. believe that sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, well, I'll be like, God, almost as a prank, and I know this is so stupid, but it exists in my head. God, almost as a prank, gave me all this talent, and he will thwart any chance I have at success on that. And then I know if I actually examine that with a fucking detective's eye, the real version of that is how much did you let fear rule your life, Yeah, and you never took active steps in pursuing creating stuff and i'm not even talking about making stuff because i did that but how many times did you not hit up somebody you know who worked in tv or comedy for coffee and just ask them advice or any of these little things or sent your script out to festivals or sent it to you fucking people who work in the industry who you know are writers how Um, hard did you not try because of fear how hard did you not try because of fear and then to protect yourself create this story that god had cursed you to walk the earth like cain um, after he killed Abel. Yeah. Like, what is it? Like, this this story just protecting you. And in a lot of cases, in that story, God is you, mm-hmm. yourself. You know yeah, what exactly. I mean? Yeah. Like, you're creating these realities for yourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you. That's what I and that's, and that's what I the, tell anybody who's been a victim of sexual assault. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, well, that's the thing about a real victim mentality. A lot of the times, it is. That was a joke. You know? No, no. Of course, it's a joke. But there's like these stories that you tell yourself will create your entire life, and that's unfortunately yeah. pretty true. I think. Right. And um, I think anybody who's made that's that's a problem like with the woke culture thing. Anybody who's made their identity. Like they've made most of their identity fucked up shit that's happened to them. Yeah. And that's a large part of their identity. I think that's a dangerous way to live. Well, we're in a culture Because you're world. putting yourself in a victim mind state. Right. I mean, you, you used to see a kid, you know, being uh, thrown a fit or whatever mm-hmm. because her parents weren't paying attention to her or him mm-hmm. or them they. And, uh, you know, that type of behavior wouldn't be encouraged because you'd recognize what was going on. Mm-hmm. But today, that type of behavior... Uh, will will get you a lot of attention. You know what I mean? Right. And that's fucking great if it's a big deal. Right. But a lot of times it's not, you know? Mm-hmm. Or it's just, it's not helping. Well, yeah, that would even happen in comedy where a lot of my comedy was based on you're this ex-Christian kid who was fucked up by your parents in yeah. Texas in the church. And it's like, okay, so this is your identity now? You're just a victim of what happened to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's the change coming from that? Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but I'll I'll get no sleep over the weekend. I'll be back to my miserable self for the next podcast. Don't. No, keep sleeping like this. This is good. Yeah, I'm, I'm waking up at 6 a.m. every day, and I'm trying to get in bed by 10 
p.m. every night. It sucks and I hate it, but I feel so much better. That's good. I mean, what else are you going to be doing? You know, I know what I'd, I'm doing. I'm I'm grinding camos on Modern Warfare too. <laughs> you know, I'm. So I mean, I should yeah, get, get better yeah. I guess Jace like to harp more on the thing you were saying. Like from the outside eye, if someone were to look at us, uh, they would see this narrative of like. Oh, they went from the church from Texas to here to pursue a creative thing. Uh, but the reality is, I feel like I just appeared here this morning, and I don't know how the fuck I got here. Mm-hmm. And I don't even feel like any of that shit that happened to me even happened. It doesn't even feel real. Mm-hmm. But like to the outside eye, uh, you can s- see how people would see that narrative, so then you just make it your own identity. Yeah, exactly. And then you wake up one day, you're like, I don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't feel like this big victim. Right. Yeah. I don't feel like this guy who's on this journey that led him to here. I just feel like I'm just some fucking guy who woke up and this is the house I live in and this is what I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was that Good was the, that was the real um, power of mushrooms when I took them for me is that I was able to come out of that the first time I took a real big god dose and I was able to just be like, oh, I just. I wiped all the fucking viruses. I'm just a blank slate and I can really, I can just stop holding on to this story, all this hate, this pain. I can just let it go, Yeah, which is so incredibly hard for people. And it takes a lot of work, a lot of therapy and work and time. Yeah. Letting go of all the hate and anger is a, I mean, it's, it stifles creativity to like a maximum. It, it stifles not only creativity, it, it stifles life. It's your relationships with people, your ability to love, your ability to have empathy for people, yeah. especially yourself. I hate being an angry fuck. I am an angry fuck. Yeah, I hate I hate being a depressed fuck a lot of the times. I can be Mr. Sad Sack. Yeah, I've caught myself sometimes where I've been depressed for a couple of days just because I physiologically feel bad. And then, like, by the fourth day, I'm just, like, fine. Like, I got enough sleep or I ate, a, like, a nice salad or something. Mm-hmm. But then I, like, literally caught myself being like, yeah, uh, I am cursed, though. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, you don't even feel this, you know? And then I just, like, ro- like just move on. I'm that's like, good. Yeah. It's a lot easier when you got stuff to do, too, you know? So I think that's also important. Mm-hmm. Like plan activities. I, th- I think that's great, man. I'm glad. I'm proud of you. You know what I mean? That's, uh, that's good. And I, you know, because I'm your dad. <laughs> Does yeah. someone ever start talking to you guys and you just get really angry? Yeah, a lot of the time, yeah. What the fuck is that? Where someone starts talking to me, I just, I, there's just uncontrollable anger inside of me. You, and I'm just like, I, I can't. You I know can't, what I, you know I what can't I, be a human being right now. <laughs> <laughs> I am very guilty of that, actually. <laughs> I think it is honestly um, the amount of stress you went through as a kid and I went through as a kid. And that manifesting is as like, why can't you just keep the fucking status quo and act in a way that pleases people? Right. Why do you have to go around acting in a way that is fucking causing me more shit right. in my life? Because when most people want. talk to me, I want to immediately go, I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> and turn around and said, I'm like, okay, be a human being. People have feelings. And right. like, you don't be a fucking narcissist and a selfish asshole and only care about shit you care about. Mm-hmm. Give a fuck about things other people care about because that's how you... You used to be an open-minded dude and you used to listen to what people had to say mm-hmm. and you used to care what about people's life experiences and now if someone starts talking, you want to kill them <laughs> and that's not okay. That yeah. is not okay, dude. Yeah, I think, Stop being a fucking narcissist. I think I've yeah. shared this before on the podcast, but it was a long time ago. One of the most like embarrassing memories I have in my life, like the one that'll make me cringe still to this day, 
and I don't talk about it often. It's just, it's a literally a simple one. I was in like freshman year astrology class at my dumb Christian college. And my astrology professor is a very nice guy. No, sorry, physics. My physics pr- professor is a very nice guy. He's you like, did take physics in college? I took an introductory because I liked physics at the time. I thought uh, I was going to be a physicist. That shit sucks. It really did suck. Ass. Um, uh, I don't know how people do that shit. It sucks. Yeah. Ass, and everybody ass. involved sucks. They look like fucking de- like de-skeletized like <laughs> mouses. I'm like, does this person have no fucking backbone? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh it was the beginning of class and he goes, he goes, all right, I want to go around the room and I want you to tell me what you think, like the reason for the universe. Why are we all here? What is behind everything? And then people went around for a while and they were giving their answers. Somebody's like, I think it's God or somebody's like, I think it's like this. One person said, I think it's 42. Like the hitchhikers guy did the galaxy and a yeah. couple of nerds. Oh laughed. God, I will I know, I would have and I was getting more a school shooter. I was getting more and more steamed because in my eye, I'm like, look at all these fucking idiots. I know they don't know. They're fucking retarded, and I'm a genius, which I still think is kind of true, but whatever. It's not a good way to go through life. Oh, that's so funny. And then after like 45 minutes of it, I finally raised my hand. I'm so embarrassed by this, but I, how smugly I said it. I go, he's like, yes, you, and this is like in front of 100 people. I go, yeah, I think everybody's just kind of repeating the same thing now, and that's like where we're at at this. <laughs> and the professor was like, oh, well, I, I guess you are right. We can probably move on if the class wants to, and the class was like, yeah, we can move on, and I was like, yeah, that's fucking right. <laughs> and then, like, within five minutes, I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Like, I literally, like, I might as well have a fedora <laughs> and an anonymous mask on my goddamn face. Smoking a, a bubble pipe? Yeah, I'm smoking a, yeah, I'm smoking a, a pipe in the lecture. And I go, you know, actually, if you read the deep readings of Tolkien, you'll discover that the hobbits are actually gay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just a, smell like shit. I had a moment like that in art class where we were talking about a, you know, that really rich uh, artist who puts the great white sharks in the blocks of. Uh, yeah, I don't know his name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he he basically just sells art to like billionaires and stuff. Mm-hmm. I forget his name. He's he's like a modern pop sort of right. uh, artist. I actually like his stuff a little bit, but yeah, I do too. And like he's a very polarizing figure in the art community because it's literally a shark, Kevin, in a in a glass. Uh, fucking uh thing Freezer? and he's like it's been encased in like uh like amber like cosmoleum yeah. or something yeah uh huh. just to preserve it yeah, yeah yeah and the big debate is you know uh is this art and like everyone in our our class is like oh it's you know it's easy like uh, you know it's not art everyone's having this big debate and i raise my hand i'm like if it's if this is so easy to do then why didn't anyone think of it and also, if it's so easy to do, then you do it. You go catch a shark. Right. You put it in a thing. You freeze. And the, and the professor was like, wait, wait, wait. You were telling me to do it? I'm like, no, I'm saying you and the general you. He's like confused. I'm like, if it's so easy, then you do it. Right. I'm like, he did it and he sold it. And so you guys are talking about how easy it is yeah. and how it's not art. He did it. You didn't. You have to go catch a fucking shark and figure out how to put it in this thing. I'm like, that's fucking crazy hard. And he was like, okay, Jesus. All right. He pulls the fire alarm. And I was like, in my head, I thought I was about to make a great point that was right. going to blow everyone's mind. Everyone's like, okay, this guy's retarded. And then one kid raised his hand. He's like, well, he's like, I, 
He's like, I could do that. He's like, you just need <laughs> enough money to do that. I'm like, yeah, I guess he's right. I'm like, because he didn't do it. He just paid someone yeah. to catch the shark. And there's put no, it in there's the nothing worse than thinking you were having a great moral stand moment in front of hundreds of people. And then it, for every other person, that moment was just them at the mall. Like, basically, it was the yeah. most banal thing of all time. And you're like, mister, get your goddamn hands off of her. Yeah, I did have one moment like this in my Christian film school <laughs> I went to where uh, everyone kept raising their hands because we were talking about what what can we teach people who aren't Christians, right? Mm. And it was like, well, I can teach people to do this. I can teach people to do that. And after 45 minutes, I was purple and red. And I, I was really like really so over religion at this point. And all I wanted to do was go do an open mic after that anyway. Yeah, yeah. Because this was like 2014, right? Yeah. I was like, we're getting funny or die. I got so mad in the middle of class. I was like, all you guys are talking about is what you can teach other people. And none of you have discussed what you can learn from others who aren't Christian. I was like, everyone who's a Christian that I know feels like they have everything figured out and they have nothing to learn from anybody else on this planet. Yeah. I was like, and it really frustrates me and annoys me. We have so much to learn from people who aren't our same religion or our same background yeah. or whatever. And all you guys talk about is what you can do, what you can teach other people. Bitch, like, what can you learn from other people? What can you learn from your neighbor? Yeah. And like, I sat down and I was like, holy shit, I just really went off on the whole class. Mm-hmm. And then the, and the teacher the was very cool. Saved by the Bell starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was so mad. And when I sat back down, I was like, holy shit, I was just like yelling and like mm-hmm. fucking. Uh, and the teacher was like, okay, thing. but we can talk about that too. We were just talking about the other thing. Like, you know, and someone raised their hand. They're like, I- I've been feeling the same way. Like, thank you, Ben, for saying that. Yeah. Uh, well, your stories are all you're a hero. No, the other one, I was a retard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole class that I was a retard with the art one. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, dude, the, the art, uh, the film school one, I was also retarded because everyone's having a polite discussion and all of a sudden I'm screaming in the middle of class, mm-hmm. like turning red. Yeah, yeah, you're like basically the Republican kid in every class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like the, I sucked in that. I, I'm embarrassed thinking about all every moment in my <laughs> life that I think about is like I'm ma- I, it's hard for me to remember some things I've done because it's so embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Those moments in your life where you're like, fuck, that's embarrassing. Yeah. Fuck. And, but I remember when in middle school, I went up to a kid and I told him he was going to hell because he was swearing. Oh, he was geez. like, okay, man. It yeah. was like at a cross country meet. And I'm like, God doesn't want you to swear. And if you swear, you're not going to go to heaven. And yeah. I was like, I hope you find the Lord and like go to church and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh... <sighs> fuck. That's, I sucked. I sucked dick, dude. Mm-hmm. I always try to let that just roll with whatever would happen. You know what I mean? Like, that's why the whole gay thing is funny because I got called gay my whole life. You know what I mean? As a kid. To just like roll with the punches. You know what I mean? Be like, oh, yeah, I'm gay. It's me. And then they got nothing. Sorry, I'm getting a text. <laughs> <laughs> it's a text that says you're gay. Yeah. <laughs> it's from your wife. <laughs> Uh, yeah fuck r slash cringe man yeah i don't my whole life has been cringe like there's been times where i'd look like a fucking idiot but i kind of would just i don't know i would just roll with it like i would try not to be ashamed about and as i get older the more uncomfortable i get you know what i mean like i don't know if that if you guys are experiencing that same thing where it's just like well i think become more easily embarrassed the more i will stick up for myself definitely which i think leads to more potentially embarrassing stuff but that's not even true because if i if i'm sticking up for myself i'm being honest in a moment you know i'm not being an asshole but you know yeah 
every every moment where I've tried to stand up for myself, I end up embarrassing myself greatly. Yeah, and maybe that's one of the reasons why I'm just like uh, a publicly agreeable person. Now. You're a your your version of the Joker quote as you go. I thought my entire life was r slash am I the asshole. Well, it turns out it was r slash cringe. <laughs> I th- yeah, I thought it was r slash tifu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your therapist is like, what are you laughing? And at? I realized it was r slash self. Right. Your therapist <laughs> is like, what are you laughing about? And then you're staring at a picture of a green frog sucking his own dick. And you're like, you want to get it. <laughs> <laughs> That's life. That's what all the pepes say. <laughs> you're riding high in some guy because you're gay. <laughs> and I know I'm going to talk shit about the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready for you to bring it home. It's it's that's right mm-hmm. instead of that's life. Yeah, my wife <laughs> is a funny thing from Borat. <laughs> I think it's good you remember that type of those type of moments where you're just horrified. <laughs> I think about them too much. They just come to me out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't. Well, think the, God, the, yeah. the opposite could be much, but. the opposite could be you could be not embarrassed by those because I know people like that and they just slowly have no friends like left in their life. Well, it's paired with the they're doing that over and over again. Yeah, for sure. It'd be nice to remember one story where I was like the cool guy. Yeah, or like I stood up him. for something that was good or something. You just did one when you were. Uh, at no, that was bad. Oh, that was good. That was a, that's what's called a f- public freak out where people are like, okay, we got a rogue one. Yeah, yeah that's you, that's real r slash cringe. Yeah, but you got you 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 said you said something that needed to be said. You know what I mean? And maybe you said it with too much passion. The that, well, that's stories. my problem. I never know how to say something. Yeah. Uh, without being like, a yeah. When you get really into something, it sounds like you're like almost yelling. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah everyone thinks I'm. <laughs> you get a little bipolar sometimes. You turn into like you know. like an old speech from Hitler that I saw in history class. <laughs> you go, the thing about Christians is they do not learn. Yeah, I've gotten caught Sorry in a whirlwind before. I have so much anger, mm-hmm. so much. You should probably go to therapy. Yeah, I probably should. <laughs> <laughs> you, you crack open a beer and just start drinking again. Fuck me. God damn it. Yeah. I think the booze problem was mostly just like the anger addiction. Good Lord. Well, you, the, you just the numb, numb down the anger. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. You got I'm an angry fuck. It. I am an angry cocksucker. Yeah, I'm a real chode. Oh, yeah, well, you don't don't hate yourself for it. It's it's fine. People are born with stuff, and you it's your job to just kind of decode it. I feel like golf is kind of helping me with not being as angry, though. I've been much more calm on the golf course. Right. Yeah. It's much good. more but therapy would be a lot better. No. <laughs> no. I did see. A, I almost sent it to you. I did see a stupid hat that said, uh, "For everyone else, there's therapy. For me, there's golf." And it's like I'm just imagining a guy beating his wife while wearing that <laughs> <Yeah>. hat, <laughs> beating his wife with a seven iron. Wait, what's the quote again? <laughs> uh, for everyone else, there's therapy. For me, there's golf. Yeah, yeah. For everyone else, there's therapy. For me, there's alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. Well, oh, how, how long have we done? Yeah, I think hour it's about, 32. Yeah, I think uh, we're about out of steam, right? I don't know. I might have a little steam left, you know, <laughs> who knows? I got to go down and check the steam vaults and see if there's any steam like in, in, the, in the book version of the shining. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Dr. Sleep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Fucking great. Dr. Sleep. What's that about? Uh, Dr. Cliff Huxtable. <laughs> oh, folks. Hey, what's that, Doctor Sleep? What's that about your uh, stand-up comedy, yeah. <laughs> folks? I'm not talking to anybody in general, you know. 
Uh, yeah, I like Dr. Huxwell. Uh, <clears throat> you know, sometimes when you, when you want to knock a woman out. It is funny that his entire show, his job was staring at women's pussies. Oh, yeah. That is pretty funny. <laughs> and then also giving them gas so they could go to sleep. And then staring at their pussies. Yep. Yeah. Did he do that? Well, I mean, he was a he was like a baby doctor. I'm a fucking retard. He was a whatever that's called. Gynecologist. <laughs> baby doctor. No, not even a guy. He was the guy who like helped people. Oh, give, pediatrician. He, no, he helped people give birth specifically. Oh, so he was like giving women drugs and then looking at their pussies, which is yeah. a is weird art imitating life. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was a wet nurse. Yeah, a real wet nurse. Mm-hmm. I'll <laughs> tell you what, ladies and gentlemen. Ah, man. Another complex individual at Bill Cosby. <laughs> Do we have a gay ass email from some gay fan who's has brain damage? Uh, <laughs> I do love it when a fan emails us is just like, hey, what if you put a tuna fork in a salad dish and shoved up your gay 9-11 ass because <laughs> you hate the Jews and you're like, all right, well, I guess we can't tell him this is stupid email that he sent, but whatever. I'm well, probably discouraging people. Most emails are very fine, but every once in a while, there'd be an extremely retarded one. Oh, be yourself in your email. How mm-hmm. about that? Yeah, don't try to be us when you us. Because <laughs> once again, I don't know you, so if you want to email the N-word to me, it just seems like you're a racist oh, guy. Oh, and sorry to that guy I could have played golf with who listens to the show because I had to go out of town last minute. But you suck. Oh, man. that guy sent me a golf video of his swing. <clears throat> it's our one black. Is he, is he 500 pounds? It's our one black listener, right? Wait, is he really? Yeah. That guy's black. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's fuck. Same, yeah, it's the, it's the same guy I'm thinking about. How's now I swing? know why you now I know why you canceled on him. Yeah, you piece of shit. How's his swing? I don't know if it's the same guy, but his swing was pretty good. I gave him a little advice. He was standing too far from the ball, so I told him to stand a little closer and just work on Wearing to swing from the inside, turn the club head over a little bit. Oh, is his path too out to in? Just barely, just barely. Yeah, but it's mostly because he's standing so far away, so he kind of has to like dive at the ball to hit it. Mm. Yeah, I do have a, a review to read. Um, they call us America's Son, mm-hmm. America's Sons. They have reoccurring bits about what we're all thinking, but too afraid to verbalize. E.g., celebrity impressions performed as the Mad Hatter. Five stars. Hmm. So thank you, Plastic Straw lobbyist. Thank you, Plastic Straw lobbyist. Much appreciated. Uh, no, I'm not going to read that one. Never mind. I'm not going to read. <laughs> what were they all like? X-rated? Uh, you guys wouldn't like them. You know, I know you boys. Mm, okay. I know. I know you boys. What you what you enjoy and what you don't enjoy. So you know, there's some I'll, I'll leave out. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear the criticism from the Avery brothers about my selection of podcast emails to read. All right. <laughs> You're not good at it. <clears throat> I'm not good at it. I can barely read. <laughs> I'm putting together sentences now. You know, I'm feeling good. Well, you go cross-eyed after you smoke a bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Ke- Everything's Kevin, blurry. Kevin, Kevin fucking turns into Jerry. Uh, not Springer. Fucking goddamn Lewis. Jerry Lewis. No. Kevin hits the bong and goes, Oy! and then shits himself loudly. Oh, ladies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't. By the way, I want to applaud. Uh, ben hasn't defecated on his microphone once this whole episode. I ate uh, kebabs today, <laughs> and yet nothing. La- lamb kebabs, meat and rice and uh, hummus. Fine. No farts. Have you heard about this, ladies and gentlemen? But this morning I did have I diarrhea. I had Chick Fil A diarrhea this morning. God, Chick Fil A diarrhea. Mm-hmm. What do you get? Diarrhea My new thing from? is having diarrhea at like five a.m. Probably because you're so angry. 
<laughs> you're so angry that your body turns all your shit into liquid. Have I woke you up, Chase, from having diarrhea at like 5.30 in the morning? Yeah, but it's like I think it's like a waterfall, so it makes me go to sleep <laughs> deeper. Yeah. It's like a rain. You're right, exactly. It's good. A white noise machine, mm-hmm. but it's a white ass machine. Mm-hmm. It's Ben's white ass. White ass machine. Ben's white ass machine. I'm like, oh, man, I got to get to sleep. Let me turn this on. <laughs> hey, how do i remember dreams by the way because i keep having weirder and weirder dreams as of late hell yeah tell, tell us some dreams no, i can't i dreams. can't remember them all i do is i wake up and i remember <laughs> that i was the bad guy in the dream and like i i fucking hurt someone like a in an irreparable way <laughs> i don't want to harp on this but maybe the therapy once again <laughs> <laughs> holy shit <laughs> Yeah, I think Man. that's I think that's your subconscious mind trying to work some shit out. Just dreams where like I have some great big lie and I'm found out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that's, I, like that's your subconscious mind. Yeah, trying to work some shit. That's out. uh, it's probably also like a little bit of imposter syndrome. You know what I mean? Just especially your because you're pretending to be straight and you're actually gay, right? No, but you're you were straight definitely syndrome. in a short period of time have been thrust among people that you could definitely look up to and admire and are impressed by you know their celebrity and things like that and you're around that all the time so i uh i don't know i can imagine imposter type syndrome yeah that shit, where, like, that shit gonna, is hard to deal with i'm not gonna lie they're gonna find I've had out a, that i know i know a, a comic from spe- texas you know i know a comic specifically i'll name him off the podcast but he's like one of the few people we've known Who's gotten a lot of late night sets um, and has gotten a lot of success from the industry, and he's not like so Adam positive. Newman. <laughs> yeah, it's Adam Newman. Huh. He has been has been in stand up for twenty five years. Um, no, and he's like not trans or like gay and black or anything like that. He's just a white guy who's actually gotten success, and I, he's talked about having imposter syndrome because he sees all these people around him who he thinks are very funny who haven't got that and he's had to he's had to deal with that a lot so i think that's that's very relatable honestly mm. yeah i'll tell you off podcast too it's bill cosby yeah <laughs> i knew it i knew it. that's what i said I mm-hmm. bill cosby. white bill cosby I, I i would love if you told that story when he was like uh, you're like it's my friend uh you know and he would he and I'll, I'll name him later but what he would say he was just like i feel like an imposter because i get to be around you and you're so much funnier than me <laughs> and you're like 20 times brilliant i don't i won't okay it was jerry seinfeld <laughs> you know what it is chase it my pal like this is the only way i can relate to it to the folks at home bubba watson is a golfer and what I love mm-hmm. about watching the 2012 Masters, not to spoil it for anyone, it's Bubba's first major win at mm-hmm. Augusta, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at the Great Augusta National Golf Course, course. in Georgia. Um, what I love, United States. What I love about watching that final <laughs> round is Bubba Watson is just playing really damn good golf, and he, Bubba doesn't know he's a champion yet. Mm. He doesn't know. He he, do, he has no idea. He doesn't have that identity of being a champion. He is a world champion, mm-hmm. and he has no fucking idea. And when he wins that tournament, he's like, he's crying. And there's some weird feeling of guilt. He's like, I don't get it. I'm just like some kid from Florida yeah. who is just some guy who likes to play golf. And he's like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, he can't process it. And he's just crying. Mm-hmm. And like, he, that was the day he found out he was a champion. I want to, for, for everyone, and here's the thing. Bubba was wrong for not feeling like a champion it was kind of a fluke. He is a champion without having ever felt like one because you should feel like one before you are one. 
And that's what I want to do. I want to feel like a champion. I want to act like a champion. I want to think of myself as an artist. I want to think of myself as a creative person. Yeah. And when I start creating that narrative, that's that's really infectious. Creating whatever narrative you want to round yourself, it's gonna it's gonna feed into your identity and make you into those things. But if you if you keep viewing yourself as I'm just this kid from Texas, I don't know shit. All these people are comedy legends and they know all these things that I don't. If that's your perspective, you're probably just always going to be that. Yeah. And you're always going to feel insecure and you're always going to feel like the smallest little minnow in a big ocean of, yeah. uh, of uh, beluga whales. Yeah. And well, well, that's not what, to throw shade at your wife, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> that's, why, that's why I say the, the therapy thing again, because it's just, it helps you sort a lot of that shit out. Or not even, you, you do other versions of that, but there has to be intentionality behind it. Like, I'm journaling every morning again, and that really helps me because I can... Right, the fucking, Yeah, I can fucking sort shit out. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. And it I, usually starts as me bitching, and then halfway through, it's out of my system, and I realize how that's actually a false thing I'm thinking, and then I kind of correct it. You know? I, I will and say... And you start feeling grateful. Yeah, and then I actually I try to write out five things I'm grateful for. It's just my my dick balls and ass over and over again. Yeah. Every morning I write five things I'm grateful for. It's LGBTQ, <laughs> <laughs> just five letters, folks. and it's ladies, Jesus. boys, mm-hmm. teenagers, um, LGBT, uh, goys, and mm-hmm. uh, queers. <laughs> it does seem like there is uh, it, it 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 makes sense to me that you would have a hard time feeling like you deserve to feel good about stuff. Like it's okay. Like you deserve this. You should feel good. You know what I mean? Like, cause with both of the things you talked about, the dream and then him, you know, Bubba saying like, I'm just this kid. I don't, he's being surrounded. People are cheering. He just won. You got the green jacket. Yeah. The coveted green jacket. And to finally be at a place in his life where it's like, to be like, I deserve this. I deserve this. Like, this is okay for me to receive this positive accolade. Mm. I think that points to something that's, that's deeper that to where even a, a very insignificant amount of accolade or praise can be like, whoa, like, get that shit yeah. away from me. Because I, I hate, don't deserve I hate compliments so much. Yes. Like, I, I hate getting them. Like, I like them in, in retrospect because they make me feel good, but in the moment, I hate it. And I think what you're, you're discussing, and then, Kevin, you can relate to this, is I think if you grow up Christian, there's an imprint left on your brain of, you're taught this from a young age, the imprint is that I am a flawed person. Yeah. And I am undeserving. You're told that all the time. You're undeserving of the grace of God. You're not taught about the love of God. You're not taught about how you're special in his eyes, about how regardless of what you do, you are deserving of the love of the supreme being of the universe. You're not taught that you're taught that you are, you are dirty. You are unclean and you need to somehow earn that, like that cleanliness. So for you to get something good happen for you, I think a large imprint of that Christianity is like, well, I don't deserve this. I have to earn it somehow. And maybe that earning can be, I'm going to make myself feel shitty. or I'm going to make myself feel guilty. Or I'm going to like, you know, dive into all these things that are bad for me and punish myself because that's how I earn good things yeah. happening to me. Yeah. I, I, like suffering is the beginning of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's like you're it's a, monk. a shitty mindset to have is you're, what I'm saying. You're a monk. Yeah. You're yeah. a monk uh, uh, fla- flogging yourself. In order to gain, you know, 
make up for your past sins. You're whipping yourself on the back. Yeah, I can't. I can't tell you how many times like uh, I'd hear a pastor just be like, "Y'all know I'm a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, just I, I'm the worst." Yeah, you know? we've done that bit so many times. It's it's exactly. I mean, it's so because it's so spot on. Yeah, it's a hundred percent. I mean, he would say. Take a make a straight lick with a crooked stick. That mm-hmm. was one of his sayings mm-hmm. that he heard from a pastor in Denton, Texas. Ironically enough, uh, where all the pastors that my church they all went there. But and yeah. Meatloaf came from Denton too. Yeah, but I mean they the talked the band, the artists. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, Meatloaf came out and of Denton, the, Texas, and the food. They had a little music scene down there for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's all a bunch of hipster scum. Yeah, they're gonna change the world. One walk across the street at a time. <laughs> that is the one that always pisses me off is when they walk in downtown LA it's like there's literally not a homophobic person here yeah not a single one are you kidding me absolutely 100% well there are some but they're they're so high on crack right they're fucking three days away from dying well it's like when we were in Portland they had like we had like 25 different guys who looked like they were they were trying to play the guy uh, from the movie Powder right. wearing Black Lives Matter shirts. <laughs> Couldn't find a black guy to save our lives, though. Right. Portland, sorry. <laughs> Fucking jackasses. <laughs> Man, I hope that city burns to the ground. Maybe you're doing something that's not attracting diversity. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's your weird fucking approach to race. Yeah, fucking it's weird. Maybe, yeah, maybe you're weird um, fucking uh, becoming a fucking priest for diversity. <laughs> yeah. Might get Trump reelected. Maybe. Yeah, th- huh. Interesting. It's funny that a it's whole insane. city of people that just hate themselves are wanting to burn this, their own city down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, uh, you wouldn't think that. It makes sense, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Ah, oh, crazy. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ, man. I'll, well, anyway, what were you saying, Kevin? I was just saying, though, like, I think you, you got to get to a point where you're able to accept some of these accolades, I think. You know what I mean? Like, and, and leverage. I'm just saying the Avery household did not seem like uh, an encouraging place. It did not seem like a place where it would be people would give you a thumbs up to like patting yourself on the back, you know, or mm-hmm. that type of shit. It seemed like a competitive household, you know, uh, where you were constantly kind of competing with one another. Meanwhile, your dad's rocking in the chair with a show on. He's half asleep. Right. You know, but he just wants to be dead. Shotgun in his lap. Yeah. Constantly. Pointed at his, at his chin. Mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he always falls asleep with his shotgun. Right <laughs> his chin. Can't fall asleep without it. <laughs> but I, I just, I think it would make sense that, that that would be something that would be hard to deal with where you're in a position now where, fuck, dude, like I know. Your brother and I and your your mother and I, uh, <laughs> we're proud of you, man. You're doing some really cool shit, and you have made it in a version of, of this fucked up entertainment career. And you, and it's not because you're just a fucking producer, but you're also, you're obviously part of the creative shit that's happening, you know, in your life. Mm. And we don't talk specifically about it because we're sensitive to that, you know. <clears throat> But, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you can figure it out. But ben is the producer for Gavin McGinnis. That's right. That's right. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He produced uh, Nanette's Douglas or <laughs> Anna Gatsby's Douglas. Uh, no, yeah, but, the double life of Ben. Yeah. He's the wokest man in Hollywood. That's yeah. why That's why Hannah Gatsby is the only person we follow on Instagram. <laughs> I'm making Selma 2. Yeah. <laughs> Selma 2. Uh, uh, electric Boogaloo. Electric, oh, Jesus. Um, but we're... 
you're doing some good shit and and you know the fact like kind of the couple of things you've said tonight you know points me to believe that that might be something you're struggling with and i i think you need to identify that shit and fucking fight it you know what i mean go after it get better at it you know what i mean you deserve it feel good if i've already unlearned uh being very religious mm-hmm. yes and i've unlearned being an alcoholic mm-hmm. uh the the other thing i need to unlearn is uh Hating yourself, uh, uh, extreme self hatred mm-hmm. and yeah. self doubt. Well, you know, there's a. This is going to seem sound like a weird. Me too. Uh, example, but there's a line, and I recently rewatched He Got Game, which is a very good movie. <laughs> Spike Lee movie. I'm a hero. I love it. But there's a line she at the end game. of it. I <laughs> traitor. Mm-hmm. There's a line at the end of it I love. I can't even say the full quote, but I'll paraphrase. I'll say in in place of what word. I think you know what I'm going to say. Um. Is 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 you know uh, Ray Allen's character has spent his whole life trying to destroy his dad, basically the through, basketball through, player through basketball. Yeah, he's in the movie. Ray Allen. He plays the son of Denzel Washington, the Celtics player. Yes, for real. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Um. Anyway, uh, so he spent his entire life trying to destroy his dad because of how his dad raised him, and he killed his mom, and uh, he's been trying to get so good at basketball to basically. Whoa, whoa, you skipped over. He killed his mom. Denzel Washington killed Ray Allen's mom, oh, his, okay. his wife, um, baby mama in the movie. Nice. Um, and he spent his whole life trying to do this, and then eventually he basically beats his dad at a game on one on one, sends him back to prison, and this whole thing. And it's basically like just like basically proven I am a billion times better than you will ever be. You are an ant compared to what my life is going to be. Um, and Denzel, right before he's about to go back to prison, he's getting carted off. He just walks up to him. And he goes, he goes, he goes. Now get that fucking hate out of your heart. Otherwise, you'll just end up another angry n, just like your fucking dad. And then he just walks off the court. And I just always love that quote because it's like no matter what you do. If you carry that hate in your heart, it's going to destroy you. Mm. That got me a little bit. No shit. <clears throat> really? Yeah, 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 that was good. Her. Yeah, because uh, that is a conversation that I've had with my son mm-hmm. about uh, self confidence. Yeah, and things like that, and uh, not giving up. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, because you 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 see, especially in, like that example, is obviously extreme. Uh, but uh, but you say that it's specific phrase to your son. Yeah, <laughs> you just be <laughs> just like your old man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Kevin uh, Tink. That's right. <laughs> hey, Kevin, it's blinking blue now. Oh yeah, it's probably dead. Um, I just cut to the just audio only, and then a picture of the gotcha. know, logo and shit. Uh, but <clears throat> but yeah, that's a, a you see you see what you hate about yourself in your kids, even a, a, an inkling of it, mm-hmm. and uh, your wife. Yes. Then, uh, nice. <laughs> Your damn hair. Um, no, you, you, it, it's one of those things where it's just like, look, I am in a situation where I didn't fix this early. Mm-hmm. And gosh, I do not want you to feel the way I feel about certain things, you know? Right. So let's work on that now and try to get past it, you know, because mm-hmm. I care about you and you are so much like me. It's fucking scary. Right. So, Let's work on this so you don't have to be exactly like me, mm-hmm. you know? Because yeah. that's that I wouldn't like that for you, you yeah. know? But uh, I, I think that's something you got. I don't yeah, know. It's hard to carry that same empathy for yourself. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm just turning into my mom. <laughs> it's uh, You're on big tits. <laughs> yeah, I'm complaining. Hey, I could have been rich by now if I just stuck in the system. 
yeah, and I'm complaining about something from 20 years ago. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, just give up on, yeah, if I could still quote from Ram Das. I think we're like pretty close to wrapping up. But if I, could oh, still yeah. I, think, quote, I think that was a great place to end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jace, go on. There's a quote from Ram Das, <laughs> and then we can end is, is give up on the idea of yourself as someone going somewhere and let the illusion collapse on itself. And there you will find like knowledge and peace and love. Yeah, I think he has a quote too, where he's like out beyond the ideas of uh, wrongdoing and right doing. There's a field. I'll see you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. Maybe that's Rumi Kapoor. Yeah, Rumi, <laughs> I love Rumi Kapoor. Yeah, it does lie in judgment, and uh, you know, just like in Adam and Eve, you know, don't eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Don't look at yourself and uh, say I, you're evil or you're good. Just exist and enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know. You're eating of the fruit. You're staring at the snake. You know, we've been there. I mean, I've been staring at Jace's snake for the last over an hour. Holy smokes. Cheese and rice, folks. I'm getting hard myself. I'm about to rip out of these uh, Tony Hawk shorts I bought (laughs) from Target (laughs) with the cargo pockets on the side. You can swim in them, folks. They're not just regular everyday shorts. They got a zipper and everything. Oh, man. I'll tell you what, folks, sometimes when I'm uh, sitting at home alone, just uh, staring at my kids and just screaming the F word, <laughs> I think, man, I wish I had something to share with these people that would just you know, make them enjoy life better. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I do is I put on this podcast for my whole family, and we sit around what I've, uh, I've made a little radio for like a podcast thing. I go, gather around the radio. We're going to listen to dad's stories. And then uh, we just, you know, my son loves doing Ben Avery bits. He goes, oh, can I do an Avery bit, Dad? I go, sure. He goes, I tried to suck my own dick, but now I'm quadriplegic. <laughs> and I go, hey, that's a good one, pal. <laughs> and then I, I I, put my fist slowly into his chin, you know, like they do on old movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You go, good one, pal. You're going places. And then I kiss him on the lips. <laughs> For what mom says is too long. But I say, look, the boy needs to be comfortable with affection. I've been saying that since day one. Uh, I can't believe she pulled him off the breast. He was only seven. Well, folks, I'll tell you what. We appreciate you. If you enjoy this podcast, go to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. Send us an email to brainjailpod at gmail.com. And uh, come and, and you know pick me up as I'm dangling from the roof. Uh, and just hold my legs up so I can live a little bit longer. And I can scream out the words, it was a mistake. <laughs> it was all a mistake. <laughs> Peace out. A town. <laughs> <laughs>